You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, this is Will. And this is Casey from the band Heavy Things. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Hi, this is Tommy from Jukebox the Ghost and Narc Twain, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 96 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Crazy sunburn and all, I'm here. Sam just got back from a little vacation in the sun. We'll talk about that in just a second. But if you are new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. You know what I'm about to say. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. But be sure to hit that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening. And wherever you're at, please leave us a rating and review. It's the easiest and cheapest way to help us grow takes like a minute and we'd really really appreciate it like we always say we read every single one of these on the air and this week we have one for you this is an, uh, a comment from Castbox. we have a nice partnership going with Castbox and the Castbox app you can log on leave comments instead of like starred reviews you can just comment on the show we can like the comment reply to the comment all that cool stuff so this is from a listener named kevin almond um, we don't know Kevin in real life, nope. which is awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you leaving the comment. And he says, hey, guys, great show. I have been a gamer since before you guys were born, based on the ages you said you were on the show. I received an NES for my birthday in its original campaign and have had a love for it since since over the course of the past 15 years due to life getting in the way my gaming has started to waver and i've been bouncing in and out of it after discovering this podcast, I have had a resurgence in the gaming world and I'm glad of it. Thanks for bringing me back in, and keep up the great content. You and me both, Kev. We're both getting back in the gaming somehow. <laughs> Sam and I played a couple games before this. We'll talk about it a little bit later. One for the Nintendo Switch and one for the PlayStation 4. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, later on today, and we'll give one of them an in-depth review next week on the podcast. But, uh, Sam, how have you been this week? You look a little burnt. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm so stubborn. Like I do it like every year. I'm like, ah. I put some luck on. Then we're about to come. Like I'll just wait till the beach. Every goddamn year I do it. And then you forget when you get to the no, beach. No, no, I get there. I just wait like 15, 20 minutes. You know, I got the spray bottles. That's sure. SP thirty. I think, 50. It was, I think it was fifty. And yeah, I waited. It's, it was a little windy, so I guess as I'm spraying it, the wind. You didn't rub it, it in. No. Dude, so, uh, oh, you're splotchy. Yeah. No, dude, this this was like beet red between that and like my knees all the way down to my legs, my chest. So I've been like literally nonstop applying aloe lotion, like nonstop. Do you remember a couple years ago we all went down to the shore and we got that house right next to the beach? Oh my, dude. And then I got sunburned and my toes and my feet blew up and I couldn't even walk. I remember that and I was completely like red, like yeah. head to toe. And it was, and I, I was thinking that my, my mom was like, oh my God, look at you're so red. I was like, mom, this is nothing. Yeah. I was like, I, I literally thought back to when I was like, damn, I literally couldn't even like. I would just stand there and this heat was just radiating off. <laughs> yeah, I remember we couldn't walk because um, my feet just got so big. And then we ordered food and then I took your cheesesteak. Yeah, then, then denied it. But okay. For three years. <laughs> I denied stealing your buffalo chicken cheesesteak for three years to the point where you got so mad you threw it off the balcony yep. into the middle of the street. Head distance. Hey, anybody who got a free buffalo chicken cheesesteak <laughs> around June or July of 2014, you're welcome. Yeah. 
If you want to support the show for free, go ahead and follow us on social media. That's at We Podcast and We Know Things on Instagram, at We Pod and We Know on Twitter, both all one word. Uh, search us out on Facebook, We Podcast and We Know Things right there on Facebook. Uh, but if you want to support the show monetarily, get some awesome rewards in return, you can do so at patreon.com slash We Podcast and We Know Things. That's right, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash We Podcast and We Know Things. You give us something every single month, we give you something back every single month so with that being said uh we appreciate everybody out there we'll get to the the shout outs at the end um but just want to let you know everybody out there know how much we appreciate as always your contributions we to are the forever show. grateful we are also a part of a couple different families of networks first off we're on the we be geeks podcast network you can find us there if you go to webegeekspc.com we're right there in the front page all of our episodes get posted there but there's a bunch of other shows i think over 20 other shows that you can go check out so we encourage you to go check those out as well and as you heard at the beginning of the podcast the eso network we're now a proud member of the eso network family that's esopodcast.com i think we're the 27th or 28th show there as well so you can go ahead and check us out on the eso network uh so a couple different podcast networks that run really trying to spread the love thank you for everybody who supported us or welcome to the new folks that have found us through those two podcast networks now we family yeah now we family now you can't get rid of us sorry to say uh but we do have a couple of uh housekeeping items before we get into the show today um we are doing an interview right after this in about two and a half hours with uh one of my favorite new bands saw them open for hawthorne heights when we did that interview live at the foundry in philadelphia they were the first act of the night but they were arguably the best uh heavy things will be joining us from ohio today and you could not stop singing their praises i'm still upset that i did miss that episode unfortunately shout out to again chris schreiber for filling in and I gave I gave both CDs listens, and I liked them way more than I thought I was going Which to. Which is awesome to hear. Yeah. I, I can't shut up about it, so I'm glad that you agree with me. Yeah, we were like, that oh my god, suck. I love them. Great, they're, they're trash. So <laughs> I'm glad they, they aren't trash. Yeah, no, they're fantastic, and yeah. we're really excited to have uh, that we know of, Will and Casey from the band coming on. Maybe the other two dudes will join us as well. We don't know just yet. But um, we'll be bringing you that episode Monday. So Monday the 25th of June will be the Heavy Things interview. They're from In Vogue Records. They just got off a 50-date, two-month tour with Hawthorne Heights supporting those dudes, amongst many other bands, listeners, Sienna Skies, Hotel Books. You got to check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. But we'll do that in a couple hours for now. Uh, I also want to hit on just how much fun we had last week at our live bonus episode at Stone and Key Cellars Winery. Thank you to everybody that came out. There were more people there than I ever would have expected. It, it, literally the truth. I mean, we, we, we did have a blast. We thought maybe we'd podcast for an hour. It went over two hours. We had some awesome guests, drank some you know delicious wine. I already killed the one bottle. That was my pregame for day two for Dave. So it was a great time. Sam, you went to Dave, you came home, you got over here after like oh. an hour of sleep, and you did two podcast episodes, drank more, and then went to Dave. I have to imagine oh. last oh, weekend was God. tough for you. Sunday, I was dead to the world. <laughs> every, every, like, every fiber of my being was in pain. But it, it was worth it because both shows were awesome. The set list for Saturday was – check out the set list for Dave on Saturday. That's cool. Yeah, uh, the the people over there at Stone and Key were phenomenal. Um, from Jason, the owner, who came on, to Kate, who gave us a bunch of updates, to Colin and to Matt for coming on from the winemaking team, to Latisse, everybody that came is just 
Absolutely and we got some phenomenal. good wrestling talk in there, too. We got a, too. a bunch of good Money in the Bank uh, talk there. So if you, I know the pay-per-view is over, but if you want to hear our thoughts on Money in the Bank and specifically the predictions piece of it, go back and listen to that episode. But like you said, about two hours, about an hour and 20 minutes of it spent exclusively talking about wine, stand-up comedy, and sausage. And, hope, and hopefully it's only a matter of time until we get our own bottle of wine. Yeah, baby, the wee podcast barrel of wine. <laughs> I'd like a – see, I'm a I'm – a, kind of a sweet white you're more yeah. of a dry red no i i, I would if for you for our case to be you know because i know you're not a big red guy i would do white because i do enjoy white okay good and i enjoyed the obsidian blend that mad made that yeah, matt made that, that was, was really, his baby that was really good but thank you to those uh folks over there at stone and key go check them out go check that episode out uh, it's tracking really well as, as well so thank you to everybody who's given it a listen so far um but just a lot of fun that we've had that we're lucky to be able to do this yeah um even to go, there were more people there for us than there for, at the winery, just drinking, hanging out, yeah, which is a I, great sign. It was it was a little early, you know, maybe a little yeah, eleven to one. They open at ten, so yeah, I, know. I guess you're right. So I mean, and we did start drinking early. Yeah, and we had we had a lot of people yeah. there. So thank you to everybody who who did that and helped us out. We really appreciate it, and everybody that came and supported and picked up a mug, picked up a magnet. Um, you guys are awesome. Speaking of like merch like that, um, Thomas Chisholm, your stuff's on the way. Our twenty dollar patron, Woo! and also. Uh, we have a pretty cool announcement that's going to come in the next two or three weeks, maybe one week. It depends on how fast I can get it uh, talking about yeah. merch. So we'll get into that when we need to get into that. But we have trivia. We have our major stories today. Uh, we have one, two, three, like four or five major stories. Then we're going to start in the movie section, TV, then go to gaming, then music, then one story in comics, and then our picks of the week, and we'll get out of here. Sam, it is two to one and a half for the trivia um, I'm going to start you off first, give you a chance to catch up a little bit. Sounds good to me. From Breaking Bad, what is Jane's dad's occupation? His name is Donald in the show. What Jane. is his occupation? Jane's dad. I, I, I remember. God damn it. Uh, uh, shit. Is he a doctor? Is that your final yeah. answer? He is not a doctor. Pissed. He is an air traffic controller. He's the reason the plane crashes. Because Jane dies and he gets all oh yeah, yeah. that's right that's right I forgot dude I literally completely yeah. forgot that he's scene. an air traffic controller is is Donald yeah. well we'll get to yeah. it later all right sounds good but mine's came out of nowhere but here we go <laughs> what show has more episodes Judge Judy or Jerry Springer wow that's a really dude, really fun been question on for as long as I can remember that's a really fun question I'm gonna go with Jerry Springer. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Wow. Judge Judy. Holy shit. Over 5,900 episodes. Jerry Springer. 4,000. 4,000. Yes. Wow. Good for the the judge. And she makes bank. I wonder what her master closet looks like. You just open it up. It's just a bunch of black judges. (laughs) (laughs) Different different shades of black. She's got a drawer of gamels. Banging them against the, that's that's her alarm clock. It's just the gamels just boom, 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 <laughs> going back and forth, waking her ass up. But oh, that's a really good question, man. I, I mean, I hate your 50 50 bullshit, but your best odds again, right? Then I can't get a half point, so you know, it's fine. Cheating is, is how Sam prospers. Uh, we do have our big, <laughs> our biggest story. It's fine, I'll, I'll, I'll get you. Uh, our biggest stories this is more of a quicker one, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but just a quick reminder out there to all the folks that. Um, are in the speedrunning community um, or, or who aren't and are interested in it. A lot of folks have reached out to us on like Instagram DMs and stuff saying like your show really helped get me into speedrunning. So anybody out there who is interested, start 
starting on Sunday the 24th, going through next Saturday. That's seven straight days, no commercials, 24 hours a day. Summer Games Done Quick starts. It is the best speedrun marathon of the year, right up there with Awesome Games Done Quick, which is in January. Yeah, we all know Greg's super excited. He's going to watch every second of it. I, 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 and listen, I didn't plan it, but I just so happened to have yeah. a week's vacation. It, it just, it just sounds like it was planned. I just, I just, I didn't even plan it. I didn't yeah. even plan it in uh-huh. January when they announced it. Mm. I had no idea that this was even going to happen. I just popped. Up. I don't know yeah. what Summer Games Done Quick even is. Yeah. I just happened to have a week off. It just happened to be on the same week. I, I don't Luck know. is in your favor. Fate, the fate of the universe rested in my hands, and I took, and I took advantage of it. Sam. It's. June 23rd, and you have two blankets on. Yeah, I just noticed this. Well, when you have major sunburn, it's like the whole top layer of my skin is on fire, and then like the other side inside, I'm cold. It's like this weird mixture. So during the show, I'll probably take one off, get overheated, <laughs> then I'll get cold again, throw it back on. You know how it is. <laughs> seen anybody look like this. Dude, he, looks, he looks like he's trying to hide from someone. I, <laughs> I just want to put a picture of him. I always think of that, that one like gif. It's like, I, I forget which... It's like that the witch. She's going down the staircase, yeah, yeah. and like her cape's in the wind. Like I was like, dude, that's you in our house. I'll tell you, um, I my mind was blown because I say gift too, and then apparently it's gif. Yeah, it's gif. It'll, I hate it. it. I it's gift to me. It's gif. You know why it's gift to me? Because I don't want my memes being peanut butter. I don't want gif. I don't want yeah. jiffy. You know what I mean? That's annoying to me. But just again, go check it out. It's gamesdonequick.com. On the front page, they'll actually have the Twitch stream uh, going. There's about 250, 260,000 people watching at one time. It's enormous. It's really fun. Uh, if you want to be in the chat, you have to be subscribed to the Twitch channel. But if you want to check out the schedule, it's gamesdonequick.com slash schedule. And you can check out all of the seven-day schedule um, so you can get roundabout times. I mean, because it's speedrunning and it's not to the second yeah. – some runs are going to they're they're not going to really update. I'm sorry, they're not going to really like start the, the runs on Thursday are not going to be at the same time they're advertised now. They're going to be close to of it. Of course. But Games Done Quick updates their schedule. Oh, that's awesome. So that's they cool. they give you an updated time when as it's best as they think it'll be done. As soon as the first run's done, they put the next okay. the, 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 there's about that's a 5 cool. to that's 10 cool. minute break in between each run. So Oh yeah, I think people need it. You can't just uh, my I'd be blind if I was just staring at a screen like It's it's awesome. Though. And yeah, and, and I'll probably be doing it for what's 24 times 7. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's God help you. It's going to be fun. I, I said uh I said to Sam before we went on the show. I was like, "Listen, I've been eating so much better, like yogurt and granola and bananas and no fried food and really good. And I've been going and playing basketball almost every morning, just getting a nice workout in, you know, 20 to 20 to 60 minutes somewhere in there, depends on how bad I'm shooting." And uh now he's going to reward himself for a week to eat whatever uh, he wants. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to sit on my fat ass as Belgium takes a 2-nothing lead over Tunisia 15 minutes in. But uh Really looking forward to just pigging out. I got, I think I have each day planned out of what I'd like to eat. Like I'm gonna You're try, such a I'm gonna try fa for the first time. I'm, I don't know when, uh, maybe Monday, but like that big bowl of soup from Vietnam. It's got like the meat yeah. in it, the brisket, the steak, and the big noodles, the right bean Remi- sprouts. Reminds me of like Naruto. That's all he eats. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try that. I'm, gonna, I'm really craving some good soup dumplings. So I'm looking forward to it. I got Moe's on my mind and money. <laughs> all, all the good places where you need to eat. I got it all, baby. Quesadillas and fa. Fa's not bad for you. It's the soup. It's with meat in it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just I never had it. And, it's <laughs> and hopefully like, you like it. It's like it. 11 bucks for a bowl. So I'm really hoping I like yeah, it. You blew money on worse. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm going with it. As I, I've done worse. But uh, as Disney 
and Comcast go back and forth and back and forth for this Fox acquisition, Disney has upped their offer to over $70 billion, and Fox has reportedly accepted the deal. The shareholders were given a choice of cash or stock, now valued $10 higher per share than in the previous deal. Of, I think it was like $52.4 yeah. or something like that. Um, so it looks like this whole thing is behind us. Comcast did the, their job, basically, of upping the bidding war. Obviously, they wanted it, but they fell short because the bid was already accepted, and I think that Fox wanted Disney course, yeah. to, to be the one. It's because, where they should be. Because now X-Men and the Fantastic exactly. Four, amongst other properties, properties are coming home, and we don't have to go through extra loops. Yeah. And and we kind of knew that they were going to up, that Disney was going to up the ante. Because, of course, you want your characters back home. Who's got more money than Disney right now? Freaking Avengers just made over $2 billion plus, still going. Mm-hmm. So they had money to spare. Statistically, nobody has more money than Disney. As a matter of fact, Comcast is like the only company that's close. I was going to say, so now Disney, basically the ruler of, of entertainment. Yeah, they and they and you know what? If they weren't before, they sure as shit are now. And it's cool to um, be able to, without another, like I said, like hoop to jump through that, that we're going to have yeah. the X-Men. We're going to have Fantastic Four. Even Family Guy, which that could maybe hurt it if Disney decides to make it a little bit more... I don't know what they're going to do. I, I have no idea, which is, I guess, the, the wild card of this whole thing of The Simpsons and Family Guy and all those properties. But the, the crux of this deal is we get the X-Men. Exactly. We get the Fantastic now, Four. Get That's the what Fantas- most people care about. Get the Fantastic Four right. Bring back X-Men. Get it all together. Everybody's home. Paramount is actually developing a new uh, rebooted film for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about this because according to Variety, although other outlets say it's not a reboot, Variety is saying it is a reboot. So I have a couple questions for you um, based off of this. Okay, Would you prefer a rebooted Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that are going to change the look a little bit or would you prefer another Turtles uh, film in the same universe as the last two. I still think it's a little early to be rebooted. Mm-hmm. These two movies were released in the last eight years. Uh-huh. I would eight. like... Right? Four. Four? Okay. Well, I, was just, I was giving some time. I didn't know that the first one, the first one came out. But it's, you know, you get introduced to a new character. It's like, I don't need another reboot. Like Spider-Man. It's mm-hmm. like he got like almost three different reboots. But the I think the difference here is that Spider-Man has the same look pretty much no matter what. Yeah. I mean, you can change his suit a little bit as we've seen. But TMNT, the, the Michael Bay films, which by the way, he's back as a producer. Yeah. So that's going to really help or hurt these films yeah. in terms of how the turtles look. The turtles had a completely yeah. different look. They weren't even turtles, apparently. They were aliens in the new yeah. ones. So it's really, are you going to make them more turtle-esque like they were in the early 90s films? You're going to reboot it and maybe totally go off the wall with it? Or are you going to stick with what you did before? With the tur- I didn't mind how the turtles looked it, in the last two I. movies. I didn't mind it. I didn't love it, but I didn't mind I it. I mean, of course, we. St- I, I think I speak for both of us. We still like the older ones. In the, oh yeah, in the nineties. The nineties ones, the first two of the nineties ones, the original and then Secret were, of the Years were, were great. The third one kind of sucked. Going into like samurai, even though, like reading up after, it's like the actors could barely see out of the mask. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, so they did some awesome action, but not being able to see. And in the rebooted one from twenty fourteen, Johnny Knoxville was Leo, and the kid from Shameless, from Shameless, Mickey's boyfriend from Shameless. Noel Fisher. Yeah, he was. I think Mikey. He is. Yep. Yep. He is Mikey. 100%. He stayed for the second one. Johnny Knoxville did not. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville was not Leo in the second one. I don't know if you can necessarily like tell the difference that much, like who really cares, yeah. but you did Bebop, you did Rocksteady, yeah, exactly. right? You did Shredder. I don't know. I mean, I guess you did Krang, so... Now you need them all. You need, you you need, did, Shred- you you need did, Shredder to get everybody. You did Baxter Stockman. The old movies did Toka and Razor. Well, that's who they were supposed to... I think that was like the rumor that was it. it was, what's his name? 
Tyler Perry. Yeah. He's supposedly originally, he was supposed to come back and be like the villain in the third one. As Baxter Stockton? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, but it, obviously, he didn't make the money that they were hoping to make. Yeah. And, uh, no, it did not. <laughs> you know, so. I enjoyed the second one more, though. And, you know, Stephen Amell was in as Casey Jones. Yeah, so well, I mean, Stephen Amell was in it as Stephen Amell. Well, he <laughs> with, had, with a mask on like once. I did, when I did speak with him at his wine event two years ago, he did say that, you know, he only had it in the one alley scene. And then he said he contacted them like, yo, we need a Casey Jones spinoff. Yeah, and I, I was totally down. I, of course you'd be down. And as long as you could, the more you can see him in the mask, the better. Of That's course, not to course. take away from Stephen Amell. The guy's awesome. Yeah. But I want Casey Jones. Of course, I, I don't want Stephen Amell. I agree 100%. It's the Tom Hardy Venom treatment. You know what yeah. I mean? It's the same I, thing. I want Venom, not Tom Hardy yeah. in this movie. So going back to it, I could see maybe Casey Jones having a bigger role. And even Stephen Amell's. I like Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. I like Megan Fox as April O'Neil, kind of, because I like Megan and, Fox. And Will Arnett is Will always fun. Really good. Um, I can almost see him turning heel and being like the villain of the third one. But <laughs> what would you? Fine. But would you prefer that trek where they're doing that, or would you prefer Ruby? It sounds like you you'd I, like I, him to continue this. I would like him to. Could you set up this story like this world that they live in? So it's like, all right, you know, it's it's still recent to me. Mm-hmm. If it happened maybe fifteen years ago, okay, reboot it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, technology is different now. So this is such a cop out, but I'd like them to reboot it if they go <laughs> back to looking the way they did. I, I was going to say that, but there's no way they'll do that. No way. If they go total turtle on us, no alien, no nothing, and Shredder looks good and Splinter looks good because Splinter looks like shit in the newer ones. I do like the actor that plays him. The guy he's uh, – I can't remember. Uh, he was Johnny Tran, I believe, oh, in okay. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I, I just – you know, I like – I'm not one who hangs on to the past. Like, you know, like I said, Generation 1 is not my – well, it's, it's – Maybe my favorite generation, but it's not like the only generation of Pokemon to me. Um, you know, just because it was good back then doesn't mean I yeah. only like it now. I like things that have evolved, and I'm not—I don't like, cling to my nostalgia so much. But uh, for this one, it is almost like the turtles are sacred to me. They are—they were my favorite thing growing up. They were my closest toy. Everyone had the action Everybody. figures, yeah. so uh, I like my turtles like the '80s and '90s. I love that reboot, especially after that cartoon that just. Oh, got the screenshot. They look God. like God. Yeah, no, I, I won't even watch a trailer again. I saw it and I was like, done. That's and, it. and Leo's not even the leader. Leo yeah. is the leader. Let's yeah. just call that I what agree. it is. 100%. Leo's the leader. Raph is the brawn. Mikey's the comedy. And Donnie's the brains. Yeah. That's, 100%. that's the I dynamic agree. for 30 years. Yeah. That's almost 80 years. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take the cop out and say I would like it. What do you guys think? Uh, Leave us a comment on the CastBox app. Put it uh, out there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tweet at us. Whatever you want to do. Let us know what kind of turtles you would like to see um, in this new film. I actually can't wait to see it. That will be a lot of fun. But moving back into the Marvel kind of realm is all the Star Wars films that are spinoffs that were reportedly uh, in production are being put on hold according to Collider. Apparently, they're going to solely focus on Episode Nine and the new trilogies. That was, though, until Lucasfilms came in and denied that report, saying that the standalone films are, in fact, still, still on going. track. Because, obviously, they were hoping that Solo movie would make more money. And, you know, it before it came out, it didn't get the, the best reviews. I think it'll still make the money after you consider the release, the Blu-ray, all them kind of sales. Yeah, but not their their expectations. Of course. It's fallen well before it. So a lot of money to us, though. Same thing with DC. A lot of money to – yeah, but DC – there's a story here that we're going to talk about that – that the DCEU might be falling apart. Yeah. So, I mean, just because it's making a lot of money to us does not mean then, it's making a lot of money like, to them. Then you hear a lot of people are people suffering from, you know, Star Wars fatigue or totally, superhero yeah. fatigue. I mean, but then again, it's like Marvel movies, they release like three, four films a year. But they're you good. Yeah, I agree. But you can't take a, a Star Wars movie like once a year. 
but you but and I totally see your you point because they're both in that same Marvel yeah, universe. Exactly. I'm sorry, the same Disney kind of universe. I got that. But Star Wars, what they're doing is they're taking old characters that you know and just turning them young and they're yeah. giving us the origins they're giving us the prequels the shit we don't need to see like i've said before the things that were in my imagination what marvel's doing is captain marvel i don't know shit about her ant-man i didn't know shit about him before the yeah. first movie uh doctor strange the characters we don't know they're at least introducing new characters yeah. think about the girl from episode eight rose she did delete her Twitter account because people hated on her so much. Yeah, I know. So when they introduced a new... Now, that's probably elitist Star Wars fans. No offense yeah. to the people out there that like Star Wars. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> but like, that's probably elitist Star Wars fans that say, F this, this is not my Star Wars. And you know how super fans of, of course, can get... I mean, we do the same... If you introduce me a shitty character in a Mario game, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, you said it's not Star Wars... It's a Star Wars. Maybe people just couldn't get past it's not Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it did take me a little bit to kind of get used to him. But then he said a couple lines that he said in the past. He has that little, sometimes that swagger type of deal. People said he wasn't even the problem. The problem I'd was agree. the pacing, the yeah, story, I, I would and everything else. Like, I, I liked the twist ending. I thought that was great. The mm-hmm. cameo was awesome. But mm-hmm. to me, the cameo was the best part. Sure. But, but that's, isn't that the problem? No, I, I hear you. The best part of Rogue One is, was is Vader, the cameo, yeah. and the best part of this yeah. one is the cameo. And so. I wouldn't say this is probably towards like the bottom of mm-hmm. the Star Wars movies for me. Now, doesn't that suck for like, let's just say Obi Wan, right? We 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 both want the Obi Wan movie. I'd be super oh interested, yeah, 100%. especially if it's you and McGregor. But if this if this is true, and and Lucasfilms was not lying when they denied it, and this is true from I think it's what Collider, I think I said, or yeah, Collider. Yeah. If their story is right, then that movie's not happening. It could be put on hold all you want. It's not going to happen. Maybe just after seeing the the turn of events of what the movie did, they kind of maybe sit back down instead of having a humongous budget. Mm-hmm. Right, bring it in a little bit. You know what I mean? But th- I think that almost defeats the purpose. I love it. I would love it if you give me a simple Star Wars story with practical effects. I don't need a million yeah. blow up explosion well, things. Instead of a two hundred plus. Million dollar budget, go with like a hundred million. Look what Deadpool did with one hundred and ten. Right, and you can make the CG look good enough. Yeah. You don't have to have this big giant space battle. Obi Wan's a character that I'm interested in, not just so his. You, so you, you you already have our interest right. and our money. And I want this, and I wouldn't mind like a story driven Star Wars. How many Star Wars films are story driven? Rogue One was probably story driven, but it, it was carried by a lot of action. I, I haven't seen Solo. I mean, it's literally about Han Solo, so I would imagine that's just there's but, and, and some again, story in there. And you but, said it before. It's like you never wanted to see the. Castle run. You right. don't want to see like there's parts that you're going to be like, oh, eh. now right. that it takes like even like the, the sh- who shot first thing. Like yeah. it's there now. I to me, I know no shit. People, really, I, it might all what they showed me. Wow. To me, Han shot first. Right now, all the way back. That's like okay, you kill this guy first. Now it all makes sense to me. Okay, that's good. I never even instead of to keep that long debate. I feel, I yeah. feel like that scene literally just shows you. Okay, Han okay. shot first. And now Obi Wan doesn't have that kind of history or that past in the Star Wars universe. He's dead in the in what the first movie. In yeah. New Hope. Yeah. So we have a... And he's old as shit in that movie. So we have a lot of story to catch up on with him. You I don't have happened. that. Yeah. Right. I have no imagination of the Kessel Run with Obi-Wan. I don't know Obi-Wan's Kessel Run equivalent. So for me... Whatever they do, I'm totally down with. Like, I, I know that they pick up things and they talk about it from... Uh, in episode one when it's like Anakin and, yeah. and Obi-Wan and all that stuff. But like, I'm totally cool with what happens... With that character, because I'm interested in that character. So, you know, I'm I'm Star Wars fatigued. This is the first one I didn't see in theaters. I'm not particularly juiced for Episode Nine right now. I don't think there are many folks that are. I think once we get next year, 
Definitely. And I think people are banking on that it's JJ coming back. Yeah. You know, hope that he could maybe change a few things that Brian Johnson did in the second episode. I mean, JJ just copied episode four, though, for episode seven. He just made it a new hope part two. It was a little bit of the original trilogy into one. Sure. As a reboot, I think that's exactly what they needed. I don't think anyone could have done it better. I do agree with that. I think that to te- to retell episode four exactly, almost exactly. to introduce real the new people Star back Wars in, fans, get people invested, and, and the new ones that didn't know yeah. as maybe as much about the original trilogy. But now episode nine, he's back, and I, I want him to tell an original story, right? Like I want to hear see what JJ can do with an original story that has nothing to do with episode five or six. Don't go to Hoth again. Yeah. Don't do anything like that. I'm cool with the characters. I mean, Finn can only go up from his performance in episode eight. I mean, I, Ray's already it, the shit. She's fantastic. It's funny. I turned on the TV yesterday, and it was the part where Finn's heading towards the thing to basically sacrifice. And then the chicks say some again. I was like, they would both be dead. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, Rose. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, with her, I, I just but... think that I, I, I was not really a huge fan of eight. So. Uh, I like, like I told you uh, when I walked out of the theater. Like I don't just Finn had he was pointless. He yeah. He might as well not even have been in the movie. Poe yeah. did something stupid. He could have you know. Yep. The movie frustrating. Was, the movie was meh. I haven't seen it a second time yet. It's right there somewhere. Yeah, in, I, I did see it story. twice, and it's like not that I, it's like I would never hate the film, but it's like okay, this I, like I get said there this and yeah. Um, Solo almost like neck and neck in my opinion of like how much I loved or hated the films. So for me. To tie up this this last part of the story would be you have the Ryan Johnson new trilogy. And you, you have Leia Superman. It. You had, I can't let that go. You have the Game of Thrones showrunners doing stuff, yeah. so they don't need all these spinoff films like a Boba Fett movie and an Obi Wan movie it, and a Yoda movie. Well, it just sucks that they're the three characters and maybe a Darth Maul movie that I'd want to see. And that's another thing that pisses me off with Boba Fett. He was like, "Oh, he's so cool," and he dies so fast. Yeah, it's like how but that's this, why everybody how is this badass supposed to die in the first five minutes? You see him. <laughs> Come on, do 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 him justice. Yeah, and they did him a little bit in the prequels. Maybe like, oh, that was his cousin. He stole his suit. I don't know. Tell me something. I'd believe it. <laughs> yeah, he just comes back. He's got a scar over he his said, eye. That was my twin brother. You know, I don't know. Say something. Yeah, Bobby Fett. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I got, I got Perfect. nothing. Um, but hey, whatever they decide to do, I would actually prefer them to just put it on hold and let's just give the trilogy get their stories in order. Yeah. Get the budgets right. You don't need these two hundred plus million movies. Come yeah, on. absolutely. You're eventually going to lose money at that point, and we see it with Solo. AMC has opened up a movie pass like service called Stubbs A List. Movie. I took. I read it as Stubbs a list for like the first ten times I read it. <laughs> uh, Stubbs A List movie pass basically shit on them, right? So I actually have the tweets. That uh, movie pass sent directly to AMC. They were pretty funny, uh, but then something uh, called ironic happened. So basically, movie pass said AMC has uh, jumped on board the movie subscription train. Twice the price for one uh, one quarter of the theater network and sixty percent less movies. Thanks for making us look good, AMC. AMC has <laughs> reportedly disparaged our model as a way to discourage our growth because all along they wanted to launch their own more expensive plan. We want to make movies more accessible. They just want to profit. That was MoviePass directly to AMC. So while MoviePass offers that movie a day for ten bucks a month, no repeat viewings, blah blah blah. AMC service is priced at twenty dollars a month and lets members only see three movies per week. So double the price, one fifth the movies. But you know why people are going to do it? Because it's got AMC attached to it. Of course. And they don't trust yeah. MoviePass as a third party as much as they do. And for I, stuff and I understand that. 
And plus, they can market it in their own theaters. I mean, twenty movie pass can true, and twenty dollars a month. It's it's a little pricey, but like, it's still just two movies a month. It's basically three, get, it's, three movies. No, no, no. I'm saying two twenty dollars is two oh, movies a month. Well, it's basically buy two get one free. True, yeah, or like if you see week. the matinee. Sometimes it's six, seven dollars. You might be able to get away with three, but it's I don't know. It's something that doesn't interest me. Something that I I don't need another expense to be taken out of my account. Stubbs A list though does include IMAX and 3D. So it's better for paying twenty a month. So there's that. There's no physical card for it. You're just like a member. However, what Movie Pass did the next day is kind of like uh, to me. See four movies a month for free. Um, Movie Pass then announces that for their service, they're going to start charging an extra two dollars for when you want to see movies on their opening weekend. No, that's still a great deal. It is. That's still a great deal. You're paying basically ten bucks a month for the service and two bucks to go see Avengers at eight o'clock on a Friday night. Like that's still a really good solid deal. But you just shit on AMC for jacking the price, and now you just jack the price the next day. So it's like, give me your true intentions. Well, well, now it gives AMC time to maybe think about things, to maybe add a couple things, try now to go go against them because they're they're fighting for each other now. And. Listen, go go AMC, man. Like I'm all about the competition in the space because that means cheaper movies. Exactly. I don't care if twenty bucks a month is still like expensive on the whole. If you go see more than two movies a month, it's not. What AMC really needs to do is lower the price on drinks and food because it's getting ridiculous. And it'll always be ridiculous and that sucks because fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh sam that is it for like our biggest movies i'm sorry our biggest story section of the week we're going to take a quick break break we'll be right back after this word from our eso network partners and our friends over at Castbox. we podcast and we know things is supported by Castbox, the fastest growing highest rated podcast app on ios and android Castbox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever whenever Castbox has also pioneered a brand new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase, and Castbox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download Castbox, and try it for yourself today. Okay, let's talk about the Flopcast. Where every week we drink a lot of coffee and we talk about comic books, movies, conventions, music, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, don't forget the coffee. Lots of weird, obscure pop culture stuff from the 70s and 80s. And chickens. Yeah, chickens. This will be the stupidest half hour of your week. We guarantee it. You can find us on the ESO Network. And flopcast.net and we are back and we're going to start with the movie section today uh this is a big one we talked about in the open of the dc universe might be changing and that's because the batman film the matt reeves directed batman film may not be in the dc eu according to the uh the dc beat writer for forbes he believes that uh the letter joker film will never happen and that this batman movie is going to go into the suicide squad universe not the DCEU. Because I, I guess that's DC's plan instead of trying to have all these directors and movies trying to incorporate a new character in each, let them stand alone, stand alone a little bit, maybe gain some traction, get their own story first before they have that, you know, team up. You know what DC is missing from the DCEU? Heart. Kevin Feige. Yeah. I agree. They're missing that piece, yeah. right? That the central piece to keep it all together. They thought it was Jeff Johns, but him being head of DC writing comics, I think he was just being pulled in too many directions, and he couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. 
you're right. They, they need it. They need a head to kind of map out and plan. That's exactly, and that's what I feel like they don't have. I don't no, feel I, like I they have that, that planned out motion. And you're going to take your biggest franchise, Batman, and potentially not put him in your universe, which makes Wonder Woman the central figure of that universe, and then the other Justice League members, potentially Cyborg film, the Aquaman film, in that universe, almost inconsequential. Because what are they building to? Yeah. What are they building to? Justice League already happened. There wasn't really this big thing at the end that says Justice League Two is coming. Yeah, you know, sometimes at the end of the title it says you know the sequel ret- they return or something. But great, and Batman will be in the damn other universe. So it's like, what are we getting here in terms of consistency from DCU? What I would like them to do, like to your point, is just separate it. Get rid of the DCEU. Just make great films. Yeah. Let the films speak for themselves, stand on their own, and then once they get that that respect exactly. back, that following back. Maybe you can try again. Then, well, then you start tweaking or adding a couple of things, and like get your footing down first. Write a good movie standalone first, rather than trying to incorporate eight different characters. Give us, you know, what six, seven, eight, nine years, ten years of awesome DC movies, maybe one a year. Then by that time, Marvel Phase Four will be done. Marvel, the MCU as we know, it'll be done. DC can come in, boom. Then they still have stories to tell, so then they can be the next. Maybe, maybe that's their plan. Let's wait until the second Avengers comes out, <laughs> and then, and let's then we attack. throw it in a high gear, man. And and you know what? I'd love to say that I care about this story. If the Jedi Joker movie never happens, I'm more concerned about that than where Batman ends up because that's how much Batman has fallen off for me. Yeah. In the past couple of years, and letters torn right now with his band he's like on the world tour so i i when is he gonna have time to even do the joker role yeah i mean the tours were gonna be wrapped up in the next couple months i think that maybe that movie's 2020 if it all happens it's a good point by you i think the joaquin phoenix movie is probably gonna come first i'd assume i still can't believe that's coming because we have birds of prey we have gotham city sirens we have other things that are coming down the pike so um I mean, we have things to hold us over. Suicide Squad 2, but again, that's probably going to rely on Leto as well to be the Joker. I liked Leto's Joker. I'm interested to see what just, Joaquin can do. We just didn't get do. enough. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Joaquin can do um, in a different universe from a different Joker character. I like the mob Joker, like I've said a million times. But that's the thing. The story started off as Batman may not be in the MCU, and we're not even talking about it right now. So it's just where does that movie even end well, up? Well, we don't know if it's again. We don't know if it's Affleck coming back. We don't know if they're going to recast. So it's like yeah. it's a question a, mark. And apparently, apparently, Affleck's not coming back. But that rumor, that rumor, and like that story is so old. But I thought I did read that. I think he might have read or heard something from that reason. Quite possibly interested. So maybe that had his interest to bring it back. Like that's the problem with paparazzi journalism is you're. You're making news out of someone who had a conversation with somebody, and then they might be interested. Yeah. How is that news? The no. guy can change his mind now as it, we're speaking. It was probably a slow news day. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't give a shit if Ben Affleck comes <laughs> back anymore. Just tell me who the hell is going to play him. I'm totally cool if it is Ben. But why is it news of who's going to play Batman? He's the most iconic superhero in the world. And we're I'd fucking agree. around with who's going to play him in a movie. <laughs> There's a line around my block. For people that would want to play that that part, so like let's do this. You know what I mean? Sooner the better. You know, for me, especially. I want DC to do well. <laughs> I did like Ben Affleck as Batman. Surprisingly, even I thought I was going to hate him. He did a lot better than I thought. I like DC. I want DC to do well. You're just pissing me off. That's not <laughs> yeah. something Marvel does as much because they have a plan. I know when every Marvel movie over the next three years is coming out. I only know when Aquaman is coming out. Aquaman, Wonder Woman 2, 
Wonder Woman 1984. We don't know. We don't know the about. Fuck? We don't know about Flash. No. Gr- Green Lantern was nope. 2020, and we don't even know. We don't have a solid. Well, we release do date. know that's Hal Jordan and John Stewart. At least, at least they have that. Great. The two. They're my two favorite Lanterns. So, and, yeah. we, and we have the Batman movie, and we have all these Suicide Squad sequels, and Birds of Prey, and Gotham by Gaslight, which is that's not true. That already happened. That's yep. a DC animated film. Yep. But you know where I'm going. Yeah. Is we have nothing on the roadmap. So we have all these films. It's like video games, dude. Well, well, hey, we're gonna announce these well, five video games. And an Aquaman. So at least we know for definitively, there's at least two DC films coming out. At least, you know, at this point, I get to opt to take what I can get. <laughs> I hear you. Shit. Wonder Woman 1984, however, will receive a sneak peek trailer at San Diego Comic Con, and rumors are that Gal Gadot is going to show up. That's awesome. I mean, we we, we probably won't see it because we're not in San Diego Comic Con. Nah, and I did, H. and I did read Wonder Woman 84 was a working title, so it's not like it's not set in stone just yet. Yeah, I, I'd be cool with it. Yeah, if it does, that'd be sick. <clears throat> It'd be different, but what's wrong with Wonder Woman too? I'd be down with 1984. It's it's throws off the marketing a little bit, you know. People just the people that are casuals just want to see two, yeah. so they're like, "Is this the second one?" They don't want to be like, "Did I did I miss one somewhere?" Yeah. I, I can understand that logic, but James Gunn says Guardians of the Galaxy three will take place after Infinity War. I and think it was we already, knew that. And it was already kind of confirmed with David. He's like, well, I'm in the third one, so obviously I'm coming back. And so is Zoe. They're all signed for it. Yeah. So it just he, – like he said, I just don't know how they're going to do it. They didn't tell me or tell us. Right. Zoe Zaldana could be a ghost. You know, Drax – no idea. They, you know. I mean, Drax would be back. I think that the characters that just disappeared, Star-Lord – could you imagine just Guardians 3 is just – just rocket. rocket. <laughs> I'd probably still say it, but it's just Guardians of the X Three. Rocket strikes back, or something like that. Sold. <laughs> That'd be actually really funny. Uh, Black Widow has narrowed down its short list of directors for the film. Um, I mean, damn, finally, I guess. I don't know, but according to a recent report by Deadline, one of the newest names to be eyed up is Australian filmmaker Kate Shortland, who recently directed uh, directed Lore and Berlin Syndrome. Shortland, Ama Asante. And Maggie Betts have all been report have all I'm sorry reportedly met with Kevin Feige and Scarlett Johansson because Marvel's been very very vocal about wanting a female director yeah. for this. And film. It, this movie was a long time coming. I know fan, even fans have been saying we got a solo movie by everyone like basically but Black Widow maybe Hawkeye. I am interested to see the movie because Scarlett Johansson is a badass in the role. Sure. Whether even even though it is our stunt double doing all the cool shit. <laughs> so, yeah. The Incredibles two had its biggest opening weekend ever. The biggest opening weekend ever for an animated film at $180 million domestically, beating Finding Dory at $135 million. And, and pardon the pun, but literally blew them out of the water. Blew them out of the water. It's the eighth largest domestic opening of all time for any film. And I, I believe it was the director that recently said, because it's been, what, 10, 12 years since for the sequel? As he was writing it, he's, he was afraid that... 14. 14. He was afraid that superhero fatigue would... Kind of like, damn, after all these years, are people like, you're not tired of Marvel and DC yet? Are you still going to want to see this film? So I'm sure he was pleasantly surprised. This, this though, is two genres. This might be a superhero, but it's an animated superhero. It's a CG yeah. superhero. It's a different type of superhero <laughs> film. So I even think that if Marvel had all this fatigue, we'd be totally cool with the, I mean, we've seen it, but with the Incredibles universe, because it's a different kind of film. I agree. It's a family, animated, awesome looking CG, Disney, Pixar, whatever film that's that's apparently really really good yeah, absolutely so. you ready to see the second one i was like i still gotta finish the first give me time yeah yeah i i definitely uh she said she wants to go see the second one and i was like well we gotta watch the first one first <laughs> so but jurassic world Fallen kingdom we read the review last week so if you're interested mm-hmm. in the review go check out last week's episode uh, episode 95 but <clears throat> Fallen kingdom makes 15.3 million on thursday the first film jurassic world made 18.5 
that was on its way to being at one point like the highest grossing yeah. film of all time, which has been since taken over. But Fallen Kingdom has a solid opening of 15.3 on a Thursday. We'll see how it does the rest of the yeah, week. I'm going to try to see it on Sunday. So hopefully, you know, next week I can get a little review on it. I'll, I'll have seen it by next week. I think on my vacation, I've planned out yeah, a you, day you can't and time, say you don't have time where it's in the theater yeah. while I, there's nothing at SGDQ that I want to watch. Oh, that's cool. Plus, I'm having a, 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 a repair guy come over, not a repair guy, a technician come over and up my internet from 200 gigs to 1,000. Oh, shit. So I'm looking forward to that. Privilege. $4 a month. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, The Rock has announced the Jumanji sequel, but with the original cast and the original writers and the director all back again. I mean, even like I think the cast, they didn't expect Jumanji to do over $800 million. Like We're this, on the road th- again. This film definitely came out of nowhere. To $800 million again. And, and it was funny because when he... He put a picture on Instagram, and he's like, yeah, no, we're going to kill Kevin Smith off right in the beginning. <laughs> like, gave, like the, the, the finger emoji. I was like, that's hilarious. This is going to be a $700 million film. I do not think it exceeds the first one. It, it, I think it'll be tough to beat, but it, it did. It was funny, man. I liked it better than Rampage. It's still sitting over there. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Maybe this week. I got all the time yeah. in the world for this shit. Yeah. I got maybe, the World Cup. I got I'm still the, waiting for you to finish X-Men. So. That'll, that'll be by the time the X-Men are in the I MCU. Think, I think you've been telling the listeners like for almost two years now. I'll, I watched I'll get to it, the guys. first one. I beat Uncharted before you watched the damn X-Men films. That's uh, no, unacceptable. No, no, no. I, beat, I watched the first X-Men before you beat Uncharted I beat 1. The first, I beat the first two games already. You only watched one X-Men. I watched another one. It was just not in order. Mm. I watched X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it sucks. <laughs> it, it, it was probably the biggest leap back besides maybe <laughs> yeah. my stand. Oh, it's them fighting words. Uh, Creed 2 got a trailer. Didn't do much for me because I'm already super hyped I, for I'm it. I'm already sold. It didn't do much for the me. The entire video. I'm waiting to see Drago. Yeah. The entire, they don't show. I mean, I like that they didn't show, but I'm just like, you bastards. Oh, yeah. That's because that's going to get yeah. that big screen pop. So it was good. As soon as he good. comes in, the theater's going to go nuts. I, I, dude, they have my money. Yeah. Tessa Thompson's in it. Michael B. Jordan, Stallone, Dolph I like, I like Tessa Thompson. Come on, too. This, this cast is awesome. And, and dude, they already had me, so I'm already down. This, the trailer did literally nothing to increase my hype because I'm already hyped. Yeah. I didn't think that was that great of a trailer to begin with. Um, but I'm already, it didn't do anything to dissuade me either. Yeah. Like, I'm totally in. I, I just, I would that. almost think day one. I just love the fact that Stallone's doing another, like, you know, Rocky movie, you know, kind of, you know. This could be the last one. I, I, I'd imagine so. I didn't hear any plans for, like, a Creed trilogy. So this could be the last if, one. If it, if it does good, it makes sense to have a third one. You maybe bring back Clubber Lang's son. Like, Yo. <laughs> they, Yo. They, could, they could still do things. Rocky dies in this one. He could. He, he, I mean, he, he's yep. going to need, like, a bow out soon because yeah. you had, what, five, six, seven, eight films with Rocky in it? Rocky's dead this one, and I and 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 uh, they'll continue the legacy with and Michael I, B. Jordan. And I'll probably cry my eyes out. It's, it's he needs that's to. my that's my Christ. Creed two prediction. Right after this, he's going to film Rambo five. So Stallone's on a mission. For a second there, I was like, "You mean Rainbow?" Pardon the pun. <laughs> what? What? Why? It's pardon the pun. Rambo. Rainbow. It's just no, no, no. It was, it was what I said, not you. Okay. Uh, anyway, production has officially begun on it two, which is not. I mean, it's news, but it's not news. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I mean, we knew the sequel was coming. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, Fusion Reborn, and Bardock, the father of Goku, are all coming to U.S. theaters in September and November, which is really cool for Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Hooray for anime. I, exactly. There you go, Shriver. Um, this one, I, I don't think I need to see it. I've seen these movies multiple times. Do you I own, own them? them? Oh, of course I own them on Blu-ray. I, I would still say, if you wanted to see Bardock, Father Goku's great. Mm-hmm. And I would say Legendary Super Saiyan 
Reborn is pretty good too. One of them's with Janaba, and I think it's you know Super Saiyan three Goku gets his ass whooped by Janaba. Bait has to fuse for it with Vegeta to be Vegito to actually beat him. So I, it's worth a watch, but just buy them on Blu-ray, cheaper. Our our box office screenshot this week captured twenty eight films coming in number twenty eight, rising from number thirty one, The Seagull. At $136,000. But our top 10 this week at number 10, falling from number 7, is Book Club at $1.8 million. At number 9, falling from number 6, is Adrift at $2.2 million. Number 8, falling from number 5 at $5.4 million is Avengers Infinity War. Number 7, I'm sorry, dropping from number 4 is Hereditary at $6.8 million. Um, I finally saw the ending of that movie. I'll skip. I'm all set. <laughs> I don't skip. think I've slept since. Um, Superfly, new to list at number six at six point eight million. Falling from number three to number five at eight point six million is Deadpool two. Uh, number four, falling from number two at ten million is Solo, a Star Wars story. New to the list at number three. This is neat to see. At fifteen million is Tag. So I'm happy. I still, still got to see that. I'm happy the tag is is uh, on the, in the top funny. three. Falling from number one to number two at 18.9, so $19 million is Ocean's 8. Still doing really well. But new to the list, number one at $182.6 million is The Incredibles 2. We, we knew that movie was going to be big, but I don't think we expected it to open that big. Uh, it said 150 to 180, and it exceeded the 180. So And every million counts. Yeah. So that's really neat. Uh, coming in theaters this week is Cicero, Day of the Soldado. Oh, Scar... Um, uh, shit, Scar... Scario? Cesario. S-I-C-A-R. Or Sicario. That's how they pronounce Sicario, it. Sicario, Day exactly. of the Soldado. Uncle Drew, Blackwater, Sanju, Three Identical Strangers, and Woman Walks Ahead. Scar- and then on the 30th, Scario I Thought it. You Were a Nice Man. Oh. Maybe, maybe I think maybe Incredibles gets another number one, or unless people because Scar. Incredibles. Alex loved Scar. I still got to see that one. Incredibles. Josh Brolin, uh, Benicio del Toro. Thousand percent is going to be Incredibles. Still. I, but I would love a surprise by Scario too. Just going if, crazy. If if Sicario two takes the top five, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd agree. I'd be surprised. Well, if Deadpool's it on, already on like ten, so I expect Deadpool to keep going down. Deadpool was at five, and and Han Solo was Han Solo was at two. So Han Solo's still around. I, I think Sicario's got a big. Well, if Sicario makes more than ten million, it's going to be in the I, top. I so, think it will. Yeah. So that's 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 probably actually unfair. Sicario's probably going to be in the top five. But then we got like the Purge and Ant Man coming in the next yeah. two weeks. So we're. Uh, I mean, we got some decent movies coming up. It is the little bit of a lull right now for movies, but Ant Man's going to be fine. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it'll be a solid. I don't seven. think. It, I don't think it'll cross a billion, but it'll it'll, it'll, it'll make some. It'll money. probably make six fifty. Yeah, I'm, six, I'm probably right around at least like 600, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and that's probably going to be a solid 6.7, 6. 6.57 out of 10 yeah. type of thing. I mean, whatever. I'm totally down, so I, I have no problem with it. But in the TV space, and this is where we're going to get our top three from this week, Better Call Saul will be adding another, quote, very important Breaking Bad character for season four, which will be uh, darker and richer. Yeah. Uh, Vince Gilligan said that the pie chart of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is interlapping more at the middle now than ever. They're really going to start intertwining the universe. So our top three this week is going to be top three characters we think it'll be in season four. And I do like that idea because you gave gave the show three seasons to kind of stand on its own before you brought in the characters. Didn't they bring in Gus? Oh, they they had Gus and he had Mike. I mean, there was a little bit, but now, like you said, the dark. There was a couple more cameos, but my number three, I went with Walter White. I don't think that, you know... 
He's yeah, I think that'd be a little bit. Yeah, no more. one, no one and two. I, I don't. I'm not like super hectic, but he's he's still a chemistry teacher. He's with his family, so maybe he gets a, a quick little one, you know, little cameo, and that's it. Yeah, maybe, but I, but the my issue with that is in Breaking Bad, we see when Walter White meets him for the first time. We see when he meets Saul when he, for the first time, and he, so I think that that's probably well, but the again, final like you know scene how, of the show. Well, like, could, could be, and also they have like before and after type of deal. You know, maybe they there's there was rumors that maybe Walter's still alive somewhere. I, I remember reading something like that. Maybe they have a little clip in the ending. It's them two sitting at the the sin bun drinking coffee or something. Oh yeah, like you know how, what I mean? yeah, exactly. Call that, Saul flashes forward. That's a lot. where I went with that. My number uh, three is. Donald Margolis, which is John Delancey's character, which is Jane's dad. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe Jane's dad, who is a huge part in the in the show, it's so it's such an underratedly enormous part. Without him, first of all, the plane crash doesn't happen because he's not upset at the, his daughter's death, yeah. and that whole storyline doesn't really shape out. Like season two is not season two without him, yeah. even though he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Not he's got any. Yeah. No, he's got he's over yeah. like four or five episodes. He's got more screen time than you think. He's just not a major character. I think that he could then meet Saul earlier on, and we're like, holy shit, that's Jane's dad, and just those little tie-ins. I don't think we're gonna get my number one's a little ambitious, but I don't think we're gonna get like this yeah. crazy character. I'm all. That's number two. I went with Hank Schrader. Mm-hmm. Same as a DEA DEA agent. It makes sense. Maybe he bust Jesse Pinkman, or maybe he bust one of his buddies on the corner. That that one guy with the the ra- uh, raspy voice, squirrel. Yeah, maybe he get, catch, catches him with something like that. Just any way to kind of like bring a couple characters in. Uh, my number two, and this is you got to be a Breaking Bad fan to get it. Like a huge Breaking Bad nerd is uh, Lalo. Um, if you remember. In the, I think it was season one or two, I think two, when Walter White and Jesse finally meet uh, Saul for like the first time, at least Walter White's first time, they bag him in, the, they put a bag yeah, over his head and they take him out to the desert and they like fake like they're going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And he screams, uh, he screams something along the lines of like, it wasn't me, it was Ignacio. But apparently, he, Saul thought that this guy Layla was the one who captured him. He did not yeah. know it was Walt and Jesse. So the person who he thought captured him in the first season, I think is going to be introduced now okay. as Lalo. That'll pay it forward for when we make that make sense in the Breaking okay. Bad universe. That sounds good. My number I I <clears throat> I just changed. My number 1, I was going to say Jesse, then I popped up with a new name. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr's <laughs> character. Wasn't he a better call Saul's boy when he when he kind of like they, he helped set up the, the train robbery? Him and the big black guy. I can't remember exactly. Name I forget his name. So I'm going with Bill Burr's character, and I'm going with Jesse. Yeah, he um, was my change. I literally just changed. Yeah, it. Aaron Paul, our, our weekly reference. Um, this one actually makes sense though. Yeah, he, 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 he could be in drugs. He could be follow that story. How he how maybe how he got so bad. Maybe he's a guy on the street. Like oh Jesus, and, you know, it's Jesse. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Jesse is. You know, that would be the bigger hype moment for me, even maybe more than Walter, because I know Walter's story. I I don't know Jesse before Walter came exactly. into the picture. Exactly. So we know he, he's the teacher. At, he just teaches chemistry. The, the first we time we see Jesse in Breaking Bad, he's jumping out of someone's window yeah. uh, when her husband comes home after they're, they're done banging. So oh, yeah, yeah, it, it'd right, be cool to right. see Jesse. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen season one. It, it'd be cool to see like that, that runt, like... Yeah, bitch type Jesse that yeah, we don't you, get as much towards yeah, the later you, you do miss the yeah, bitch or yo, bitch or something. He said bitch, I think, 158 <laughs> times or something like that. There's a YouTube video of like every time he says bitch Damn. in the show, which is really, really cool. All right. Uh, on to some 
uh, reviews. This would be for Glow Season 2, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah, you love it. It was such a good show. Mark Maron. You'd like it, too. It's only a half hour, like 10 episodes. Really good. I watch too much shit. Glow is back, and not only does the show have a fresh sheen of confidence, but its characters now continually find themselves more at home with one another in the ring and adding new layers of vital vulnerability. Like the way these performers begin to use everything at their creative disposal to entertain the crowd, the series itself stretches to provide us fans with something new and a new approach to storytelling. Glow is back for a bodacious battle royale of bliss as the second season manages to outshine the first. 9.0. 9.2. Sam's point two kick is still alive and well. Uh, John Berenthal is set to reprise his role as Shane in The Walking Dead Season 9. Could it be a flashback? Could we get Ghost Shane? They're doing everything they can to get people to come back on this show. Well, you know, John Th- Berenthal's huge, obviously, being the Punisher. You know, now people know him more. I don't know. I, I, I smell desperation. Well, apparently, The Walking Dead is going to feature a time jump to help connect some story dots. Um, in my opinion, maybe they can time jump back to season one when the show is any good. Uh, <laughs> I saw that and cracked up when I first read it. <laughs> uh, but I, I, this is where they're going to use it. They're going to uh, put the two in Dude, conjunction. Dude, they're desperate. They're gonna time I'm jump. telling you. They're going to time jump back to when Shane and Rick were cops. But that means that Rick has to shave. So I actually can see that not happening. The only way I can see that happening, and can follow me here, is they're going to flash back to season one. It's going to be Rick and Shane as cops before the apocalypse. They're going to be buddies. They're going to show you that relationship. And that's going to be right before Rick dies. And Rick dies. That way they can justify the yeah, shaving shave. yeah. that he hasn't done for eight seasons. Because if he shaves, that actually – I know that sounds silly, but we saw it with Henry Cavill. Is, that's a big deal because yeah. that's continuity in your storytelling. Yeah. If you go back to the flashback and you force him to shave, it's because you can kill him off. And if Rick dies, which is a big rumor for this season, I mean, they're going to flash back. The show. They're going to flash back to his time with Shane, and it's going to be. It, when he it dies. makes sense, but again, I still think it's, it's a, to draw people back in because so many people just said f the show. I don't know if it's going to be that long. I don't know if it's going to be that big. I think the news is here to plant the seeds so people get hyped, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of them. He'll be in one episode for like ten minutes. Maybe. Yeah, I'm opinion. pretty sure he just finished filming Punisher, too. Yeah. Uh, Sam, you saw season two of Luke Cage. We read the review last week. What were your thoughts on the first couple episodes? Well, I only watched the first two episodes. I didn't have enough time to bang it all out. But I, I kind of agree with almost everything I've, I've heard about it. Again, it starts off a little slow. Um, it has its moments. We're sorry, Dawson is beautiful as always. Um, I do like Mo Coulter as Luke Cage. I think he, he was great cast. It's just... Not doing much with him. Sure. It, no, it's... I'm, I guess I'm still not over that Cottonmouth death in season mm-hmm, one. Like, because mm-hmm. like the villain right now, like her, like I don't care for her. You know what I mean? Like you killed your best villain. Like you shot yourself right in the foot, and now you're trying to you're playing catch up, trying to get back. Yes, they're trying to bring in a new guy. Looks like he's bulletproof now because he he got shot a gazillion times and he survived. So I'm interested to see where it's going. But I definitely say the first two were, were a slow burn. So you're saying this new villain can't shoot himself in the foot? No, he he can't. So, but she, I mean, the lady, I just don't like her as the villain. She, if you flipped season one, have her die, and then bring Cottonmouth to one leaf, I probably would like it a lot better. EW reports that Jessica Parker Kennedy will reprise her role as Nora West Allen. <laughs> Barry and Iris's daughter from the future. This character made her debut in the season four yeah. Supergirl crossover. Yeah, and I, I believe it. I think me and Toby even speculated, like, but we just didn't we didn't know the name, like who, which one they're going to go with. He's like, it's a speedster, maybe it's Barry. So it's good to see that's his daughter. Chris Wood's character, Mom L, will be returning for season four. Will not be returning yeah, for season four. Yeah, Mon L, the the creator said they they always seen him as a two season role. 
Um, was be, he two seasons? Yeah, literally two seasons. Maybe he'll in next season. Maybe he'll come here for an episode or two, but he won't be a regular. It's Mon L. Mon L. M O N. Yeah, talk about autocorrect. <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> the Flash will make Ralph D- uh, Dibney right. Yep, that was not an autocorrect. Ralph Dibney, Hartley Sawyer's character, a season five regular for the Flash. And I really liked him in in Flash. I thought it was different because we never got the elongated man before. I know people in the beginning hate him, like oh blah blah blah. It's always his story. I think he turned it around. I like Hartley Sawyer as an actor. Come on, season five. The CW has announced premiere dates for all of their fall shows, so we have them for you here. Um, they start off with some iHeartRadio crap concert, but on Tuesday, October 9th, we're getting The Flash and Black Lightning back-to-back. On Wednesday, October 10, we're getting Riverdale and All-American back-to-back. On Thursday, October 11th, we're getting Supernatural and All-American, which is an encore of the premiere, back-to-back. Friday, this is like a fucking crazy week. That's every night, the CW's new stuff. Friday, October 12th, Dynasty and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend back-to-back. Sunday the 14th, Supergirl and Charmed back-to-back. moving Supergirl to Sunday. Monday, October 15th, Arrow season premiere. That's by itself. Yeah. They skip a couple days and go to Thursday the 18th for Supernatural's new episode and Charmed gets an encore of the premiere and then monday the 22nd is another original episode of arrow but the season premiere of dc's legends, legends of tomorrow back to back and then thursday the 25th is supernatural's new episode with legacies premiere right after that oh wow so, so they changed it besides flash they changed and blackland they changed every day arrow wasn't on mondays arrow was always it was, i think it was started on thursdays and went to wednesdays <sighs> Okay. I, I do like that they have Flash before Black Lightning because you get the Flash hype mm-hmm. and hopefully they stick around for season two. ABC has picked up The Connors, which is a Roseanne spinoff mo- uh, show not starring Roseanne Barr. Yeah, obviously you know what happened with the tweet between her. How does she not in the show? Do they kill her off? Does she well, move away? They, 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 it was a ten, they gave it a 10 episode order, but she she got a check for this. She got a, probably millions of dollars to sign off on the show. And, and she, she had a nice quote kind of saying, I took a deal to kind of like my exit, obviously fired off the show, but I wanted to keep it going because I didn't want 200 plus people to lose their jobs. You know, all the you know actors and, and crew, it's like, I love everyone. I, I hope that you guys, nothing but the best. You know what I would love is if in like the first scene of the first episode, they say that she drowned in a something or like died in a schmelting accident yeah, yeah. or something like that. Just a funny way for her to go and they never mention her again. No photos, nothing, no mention of Roseanne, it, 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 and they just move it, it's on. It's a shame because literally the show is named after Roseanne. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sucks. Well, now it's the Connors. Now yep. it's going to be, in 30 years, they'll be rebooting the Connors. Uh, Hulu is producing a series called The Untitled Josh Brolin Project, where Josh Brolin sold them this idea and they jumped at it. So basically it's going to follow uh, an actor named Josh Brolin, but it's not Josh Brolin. Okay. It's Josh Brolin playing Josh Brolin, but not the real Josh Brolin, a fictional character okay. named Josh Brolin. It's the most egotistical, funny, yeah. hilarious thing I've ever seen he, all rolled up into one. Josh Brolin is a funny ad if you're on Instagram. Very funny. Josh Brolin's the man. Yeah, he is. I agree. You know, if he snaps his fingers, I'm half interested, of Instagram disappears. I'm interested to see, you know, what this looks like. Uh, this is the inspiration for your trivia question, but the Jerry Springer show has been canceled. I never thought I'd say that. He's been on... T- since I was a damn kid, I think before we were born, he yeah, was already 4, on. 4,000 episodes, of course. So, I mean, it's like, oh, shit. I mean, it's, it's about time. How much more can you watch this family beating the shit out of each other and cursing <laughs> each other out? Are you still talking about Roseanne? Oh, God. 
So yeah, uh, there's a chance of it being revived, but apparently yeah. not anytime let, let soon. Let it go. Let of it go. Course, Jerry, yeah. you're 60, 70 something. Just, Take your millions and go relax. Just double book Maury. Oh god. <laughs> or bring back uh, Montel. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, where are we at here? MTV launches MTV Studios and will be rebooting Daria and the Real World, and they're pitching this to major streaming platforms, not their own channel. It, it makes sense because nowadays everything's on a streaming service. Another way to make money. I know a lot of people did. I did watch Real World a little bit back in the day, but this has no interest to me now. I haven't watched Real World in a long time. I think they did one for Philadelphia. Yeah, they did. They did. And I think maybe I watched a couple episodes of that. I was never a Real World fan. I kind of dig Daria, but I don't think yeah. a reboot would do it very well. It's a dry show. It's not for yeah, everybody. Exactly. Um, but I think the originals probably will be a little bit better than the reboot. Most times reboots kind of suck. So we'll see how that goes. But it's funny that MTV is now... launching their own studio and not putting it on their network but whatever i mean you you do what you need to do to survive mtv uh at&t announces watch tv a streaming service for live tv that will get you uh, about 30 channels for only 15 dollars a month i actually have the channels the price is right but let's see what these channels are a and e amc animal planet audience bbc world news bbc america boomerang network cartoon network cnn Discovery, Food, FYI, Hallmark, Hallmark Movie Mysteries, HGTV, History, HLN, IFC, ID, Lifetime, Lifetime Movies, The Oprah Network, Sundance TV, TBS, Turner Classic Movies, TLC, TNT, True, whatever the hell this one is, uh, Viceland, and... We, that's that's not that's not bad. You, know, you said some some big channels that I actually do watch on their station, but you know, fifteen bucks a month. I mean, I'd rather no, just, for the price point though, it's not uh, bad. I don't know. I'd rather just have some streaming movie services because none we'll of these. Say, well, so you get you like let's say you have that and just maybe get like HBO or somewhere, and obviously Netflix. But yeah, but then you're at thirty bucks a month, which is just like a basic cable package. And it's just like. And then you have to get Netflix for ten, and then you got to get Hulu yeah. for thirteen, and then you got to get Amazon Prime for hundred twenty bucks a year, and da 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 da. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah, just, it's just how you consume it. Plus, pretty soon this part of the country is going to have data caps on our internet, yeah. so everybody's using all these streaming services. We're gonna be real pissed one day when they're out of internet usage for the month. <laughs> so you know, whatever. But good for AT and T for trying to get people to to continue to watch TV. It's a dying medium a little bit outside of the live sports market. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's keeping it alive, but good for them. Star Trek Discovery showrunner Alex Kurtzman and his production uh, company Secret Hideout have signed a five-year, $25 million with CBS for a bunch of Star Trek content, including at least four new shows, including a con animated series. Holy shit. I'm I'm not a Trek guy. I'm not not really a huge Star Trek guy. Like, I'll I'll go watch the live action movies. I think they're pretty good. I like Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto. I think they do a good job. He plays Khan, right? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Like, I I don't even know how I feel. You don't have the CBS streaming app, so what do you care? Yeah, true. Uh, Lucifer season four on Netflix will have 10 episodes telling two different stories. No, that's freaking cool. That just from. Did you watch season one yet? No, I I, I did not. I, I did not. I'm still trying to finish up something else. But. I'm going to watch the show. I think it looks great because Tom Welling looks so great. It got canceled. The ratings were better than half the shit that did. The shit that got canceled was way less than Lucifer. It's gonna go. It's gonna do really well on Netflix. These shows that get canceled 
and then there's like that little petition, and then it comes back. Always get a pop because and, people are interested. And it makes sense to me now. Season four is going to be Netflix. It only makes sense that yeah. seasons one through three are going to be on there. Mm-hmm. If not, they're not already on there already. Yeah, and Brooklyn Nine Nine, same treatment. Like that's going to get yeah. bigger than it already is because of the way it was treated. Keep it going because so. even like Tom Wang ended. He's like, cancel Family Guy. How did it end? Cancel nah, Family keep it Guy. going. Put it on the uh, Hulu exclusively because now Fox is going to is going to give it up to Disney. Disney's going to own sixty percent of Hulu. Just put it on Hulu yeah. exclusively as a as in a Hulu exclusive one episode a week, just like you do now. But get it off a of TV. Put it on Amazon. Let P- or, I'm sorry, Hulu. Get people interested and make them want to watch it because it's starting to blow. It's sucked for years. So oh, this is what I, it is. I still watch it and laugh. Amazon gets angry. You laugh at anything? No, not true. You're laughing now. No, I'm sm- watching soccer. And I you're can't laugh. No one watched. The diving. only time you laugh at soccer is when I watched a video of a guy like not even flicked the guy's ear. He might have touched it. And a guy went down screaming. I was like, "This, this is why I can't get into this sport." It's, it's, a, it's controlling the clock. That's all. Uh, Amazon gets in, uh, invincible. Not the Vince Papali movie. Yeah, an animated series from Robert Kirkman who did The Walking Dead. So Amazon gets another animated exclusive. Yeah, they went to AMC like, "Nah, Walking Dead's already taking a shit. We don't want to risk two shows." So hey, okay, why not? Amazon, that's probably like the next biggest company besides Comcast uh, and Disney. Netflix. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Netflix yeah, true. is number three in, in the uh, in the space now. Uh, we have Maze NPD as we move into the gaming space. PS4 comes out on top for, uh, for May, an enormous, but there was an enormously successful month for all three consoles as PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch uh, hit all-time unit sales high for any month of May ever. Now, that's so, fucking awesome yeah. that everyone is... Like, it's almost like you're not even like fighting each other. You're both just creating your own material. May 2018 had the highest May sales numbers for consoles in seven years. Holy shit! So good for the good for the the big three doing good things, doing good things. But for the top ten games of 2000, I'm sorry, of May 2018. Here's the caveat. I haven't looked at the list yet. I took okay, the screenshot good, good, without good. looking. This is going to be just as much of a surprise good. to me as it is to you as I read them. I didn't look at anything. So N- number ten. NBA 2K18. I'm not even trying to look at my phone the whole time. I just want to put my eyes on it. Gilligan Index card and just like roll with that one by one. (laughs) Number nine, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Still kicking after a year and change uh, out on the Switch. Number eight, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on Switch. Nice job, Hyrule Warriors. That's really good to hear. Number fucking six. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 5. Son of a bitch. Unbelievable. Number five, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on Nintendo Switch. Number four, Far Cry 5. This one's weird. Number three is the newest PlayStation 4 exclusive, Detroit Become Human. I've expected more from them, uh, which is crazy. Number two, God of War. And number one, the Xbox exclusive State of Decay 2. Wow. Which is nuts because every single Xbox One exclusive gets put on Xbox Game Pass as a part of the service. Okay. And this doesn't track digital sales. Only physical copies. So people, even though it's available as a part of a ten dollar month subscription for Xbox, they still they went out and bought, and it. bought it. Wow, that's crazy! And it beat God of War too. That, that is that's surprising. crazy to me. So, but good for God of War for two months now to hang yeah. on to the top one and, and two. And good, good for Nintendo Switch having a few games on the list. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's four games that the, that are featured on Nintendo Switch out of ten. If you look at Sony, one, two, three. Four, five, six, and Xbox one, two, three, 
four, five. Yeah, so they're they're so all hanging all in there. right yeah. there. All of them have a lot of good games on these platforms. Grand Theft Auto Five refuses to move uh, from the top selling games list. During its financial call, Take Two Interactive said that Grand Theft Auto Five has now sold ninety five million copies. So five million more copies to get, and, and, and it'll get there to a hundred million copies Christ. sold. What kind of friggin' world do we live in? Uh, we have the review for Mario Tennis Aces just came out yesterday, which is Friday, on the Nintendo Switch. Mario Tennis Aces is, is an extremely fun arcade tennis experience, colorful and dazzling to look at, and smartly balanced in its back-and-forth uh, back gameplay. With a little bit more care and depth given to the single-player mode and more variety added in the way of character and tournament customization... To give its multiplayer a little spice, Mario Tennis Aces could have been a true all-rounder. As it is, Mario Tennis Aces is still a lot of frantic tennis fun with friends. Despite some single-player shortcomings, Mario Tennis Aces is still a lot of fun. 8.8. 7.5. The single-player is apparently only just like a couple hours long. Yeah, but it's more of a multiplayer game, I I see. I got you. you I started it at 6 o'clock. By the time you got over at 7, I was already got one of the five gems... And I was on level ten. Damn. So it's not going to be a long. I mean, one. It, it's definitely fun. Like I used the chomp, right? Chain chomp. Chain, chain chomp. He, he was probably my favorite that I used so far. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah. We've played it for we played it for about a half hour. I've played it for about an hour and a half. Um, can't obviously give a hundred percent review, but I've played some online. Um, the online worked great. I'm in some tournaments. I'm two and zero in the tournament. I'm on the nice. round. I'm into the round of uh, eight or sixteen. I forget. I think the final eight, the elite eight. <coughs> But uh, we have that. We've played a couple matches of multiplayer together, and uh, I played some single player. So you played four matches yeah. on, on, with me, one on one. What'd you think about it? You used Chain Chomp, Donkey Kong, Toad, and yeah. Mario. I'll probably never use Donkey Kong again. I think Chain Chomp was my favorite. Mario is the one you beat me with. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do like Mario also. I do like that you said like I didn't know that they were going to keep announcing other characters to play the game. I think that's really cool. Keep you in it to you know bring something new in. Yeah, if you play the online tournaments every month, you'll get free characters by getting enough points in those tournaments. So it incents you to go online and play online. It incents you to continue to keep unlocking things, which is my favorite part of playing games is yeah. unlocking. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun multiplayer. I think you can kill an hour. I don't think it's a game you sit there and play all day. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like, hey, dude, we got 45 minutes till our interview with with Heavy Things. You want to go play some tennis? Yeah. And it's like, cool, I'm down. So I'd like that idea. Um, or have some buddies over, get a drink competition on. Oh, totally. You know. And and this game does offer those like trick shots and power yeah. shots and stuff like that. And we played with them on. Yep. So we didn't just play simple tennis. I did turn them off for an online game just to see how it was. Do people change up their strategy? Um, I got swept in the first game. And then I went back and won 16 straight points and beat them three games to one wow. to win my. I'm, so um, I picked it up. It takes yeah. a little bit once you're used oh, to the you, trick yeah, shots. You're used to it in L two. He hits. He hits it over to the right when I'm on the left, and I'm double tapping X to do the trick shot. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. can't do that. So I had to relearn the game almost, yeah. which was actually fun. And there was a couple of times where I'd forget to hit the triangle to go over to get like your yeah your the trick shot yeah. trick shot. Yeah. So. And then you have L. You have, you have that strategy, that meter, that power yeah. meter definitely adds some strategy yeah. to the game. When do I use my special? Do I use my special after you use your special to try and counterbalance that? What does that look like? Yeah, because even so, like the, the, when we played the demo, right? It was the demo we yeah. played. Um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't remember the... But I guess I wasn't keeping my eye on the meter. Like mm-hmm. this one, I was looking at the meter. When I had it full, I'd use it and try to, you know, play to my advantage. Yeah, and I I think the single player, the single player is fun. Um, it gives you a lot of variety, at least in the beginning, um, which is cool. I already, I failed two missions, which actually made, there was a little challenge to it, cool. which was nice. Um, it forces you to use the mechanics of the game. You have to slow down time. You have to use your trick shots. 
stuff like that. You can't just go and play tennis and yeah. beat everybody and you win the story. It's really neat. There's a boss battle uh, oh, that's, that's already awesome. beat. Yeah, you have to keep turning it back and forth till they get tired. Then you knock them down. Then you get your special meter and hit them in the belly three times and you kill him and then he's done so like man who knew tennis could be so violent so you have a little bit of story there you have a little bit of variety to it i think it's really good i'd give it a solid seven out of ten um seven seven point five it's not not the greatest thing ever yeah i'd probably give it the same grade seven solid seven it's a it's a fun little game i'm sure that in a year i won't be playing it anymore but maybe in a year i'll go back to it and say you know what i want to play some sports or like there's a group of people here they want to play it you know something like that yeah the splatoon 2 it's octo expansion during E3, the uh, Splatoon 2 tournament, at the end of it, they had another announcement, and they said the $20 expansion that you've all expected that we haven't given a release date is out tomorrow. So it, came, so it came out, and the Octo expansion throws plenty of both fun and serious challenges at you between its expansive amount of levels and multi-tiered finale that does not disappoint. These trials provide worthy so many challenges. That's, that seems oddly worded. These trials provide worthy... So many challenges. Maybe they meant to say so many worthy challenges. Yeah. Uh, for those who wish to hone their mechanical skills for upcoming multiplayer matches, that I wish this had been Splatoon 2's base campaign all along. Ooh. Splatoon 2's Octo Expansion provides oh, provides a great and varied amount of challenges that will put your skills to the test. 8.5. 8.8. Test. Dude, you're on there, though. You're on there. Uh, the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker game is coming out in July for the Nintendo Switch. They did release a demo on the eShop, so I downloaded it. You can beat it in like three minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> you, get, you get the first three levels of the game. Um, you're Captain Toad, and you have to get the star at the end of the level um, without jumping. It's basically you can maneuver the screen okay. and do puzzles. It's a puzzle game. Uh, I beat the first three levels, but I didn't 100% it. I 100% the first and third level. I cannot figure out the second one, so it actually has me stumped a little bit. But it will make you go back when the game comes out. To actually I already pre-ordered it. it. It's, 40, okay. it's okay. only $40 game. Uh, it's the Wii U port of it onto Switch, but they added some Mario Odyssey levels to it. So it's it's only four, but that's cool. They got your money. Um, I'm totally in. Can't wait for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also had a uh, – we were lucky enough to be able to play Slime Sand. And you, if you're like, yeah, I've played that game on Switch. We didn't play it on Switch. This is Slime Sand, the Super Slime Edition. Uh, it's coming out on PS4 this coming week. So when you hear it, the, this coming Tuesday, it's out on Xbox One now. I don't know if the Super Slime Edition will be coming to Switch. The normal edition is on there. It's a tough-as-nails platformer from the – think of like Super Meat Boy, but actually with deeper mechanics. Um, it's a lot of fun. 8-bit style graphics. Really enjoyed so far. We're going to give our quick, quick, quick impressions because Sam and I both played the first four levels. And then we're going to give a full review on it next week. You're not a platformer guy, no, I was but, you beat, say, but you beat the first four levels. I was like, we all know I'm not a huge platformer guy. I'm, I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm not really that good at games. I've, I've been rusty a lot of years, so this game was a little different for me. Like you could tell, it's, it's an it's an indie game. Yep. But it took me a while. I kept getting the buttons confused. If you have to like face through that that yellow like ledge, mm-hmm. but I, I did I did after the first board when I started to get the hang of it. It became fun because, like, number one, I'm competitive. I don't like to lose. I want to beat it. You did not give me back that controller. <laughs> Until I beat it. You know, there was a couple of parts where it, it took me a minute because, you know, I'm just still getting used to this kind of game. But yeah. for you, this game is literally right up your alley. Yeah, and we had a lot – I had a lot of fun watching you play yeah. it as somebody, A, who doesn't play a lot of games, and B, this is a hard game. Yeah. It was difficult. You died a couple times. Yeah, there, I kept so. trying to get that damn apple. There yeah. was one that's all, fun. All they, had, on the they had the little apples. Super Meat Boy did the Band-Aids. This game's doing the apples. I think that's probably the last comparison I'll make between the two. I don't think it's fair – 
because Super Meat Boy was might have been the first in the genre. Um, but Slime Sand is doing it very, very well. Um, you can't hit anything red. You yeah. can only go through the green um, or the just the natural landscape. And what I like about what this game adds is you have a timer basically until a bunch of lava yeah. comes and will kill yeah. you on contact. So yeah, there's that speed. I was like the left screen. It. was like, right, what's that thing done down? It's like, it's, I think it's being timed. Like then you're like, oh shit, the lava's coming up. Yeah. So that was and cool. it can come from any direction any which on way. the screen, yeah. which is neat. It doesn't always come up from the bottom. So we really like that. Um, each level has about three, four, five mini levels inside of it. So we're about 20 levels into the yeah, game or 20 at least. screens into the game. So we've done a, uh, a pretty good job there. It's timed. So if you beat it under the time, you can get trophies. But I'll give it a more full, uh, expansive review. By the time you hear this episode, it's just a couple days away from release or it just came out. It's on Tuesday, what, the 27th, Tuesday the 26th or 7th, it'll be out. Uh, so whatever this coming Tuesday is. For the PS4, it's already out now on Xbox One, and the original edition is out on the Nintendo Switch. We'll give it a full review next week. Thank you to Head Up Games for that. Uh, but Dragon Ball Fighter Z on the Nintendo Switch has a release date of September 28th. That was a pretty quick turnaround. I know. I get to play it on the go in just a couple of months. It's like even like you don't you didn't buy it yet for the other system, right? No, I I was waiting for it. Like so Switch. my thing is like I know like Shriver got it for another system. Now it's coming to Switch. Do you get it just to play on the go now? Do you want to drop another sixty or I, ask him. He's probably the better yeah. person to ask. Well, I don't know, maybe you could have talked about it. Like it's you know. uh he hasn't told me. Yeah. Um I'd assume he's gonna continue to play it on his on his current platform because he's already got all the progress. Um, because I haven't played it yet, I can see myself breaking well, the well, thumbsticks. Well, that's but... like you, but you know, like Rocket League, you have it on like three different things. Yeah, but that's a twenty dollars game, and I got it for fifteen. Yeah, true. So it's all okay. three of yeah. my Rocket Leagues equal. I one guess it Dragon comes Ball down to how much do you love the Switch for real? Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is, or how much do you... it's going to probably not look as great as it does on PS4 and Xbox One. It can one. be right. It can because it's really it's animated. It's like it's hand drawn. So it's yeah. it can look as good. I just don't think it will. I think we need a little bit of fidelity uh, downgrade. But I'm I'm cool with with waiting. I don't. I, I play fighting games for like a week and then they just kind of collect, collect dust. dust. Yeah. So maybe I'll even wait further until it drops on a major sale um, and pick it up. For I bucks. really, I just really, really, really have to be cautious yeah, about what games I'm buying, what things I'm buying in general. Uh, that's the next the, I was be like, everything you're buying, you have to be yeah, careful. So it's going to be, it's like, unless I really, 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 really want it, I'm going to have to slow my roll a yeah. little bit uh, on purchasing things. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But maybe I'll just wait for like a Black Friday sale. Yeah. And that's when I could see it going on sale. But even with its downfalls and, and imperfections, Resident Evil 7 might not be the last game that Capcom brings to the Switch for that cloud download. You basically stream it. Um, instead of downloading mm-hmm. it to your console because yeah. it's so big, you stream the game, which means it's only going to run as nicely as your internet connection goes. It could be a good or bad thing. And Switch is like Wi-Fi only. Um, I, think a good I think there's an Ethernet port on it, but um, not for on the go, only for it's docked. So it's like, do I really oh, want to play a game? Why would you want to play Resident Evil on Switch? This is You get it for PlayStation. Don't forget where you came from. <laughs> Jamo. Come on. Uh for people that want to play it on the go. But on the go is crazy because then you have to have an internet connection on the go, exactly. which means you're tethering yeah. your Switch to yourself. No point to do it. Play it at home. I'm down. I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool oh, with it. Anything on Switch, you're cool no, with it. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, like, oh. only on, like, a PlayStation, oh, okay. Xbox, okay. PC type deal. Okay. I'm cool with making that a stationary game. I don't I don't play the Switch mm-hmm. for God of War. Mm-hmm. I play PlayStation for that. Yeah, so I can exactly. be on my 65-inch. If I was to get this game, I would get it for PlayStation. Even if I had a Switch and loved it as much as you. 
Uh, but don't expect the Resident Evil 2 remake on Switch. Apparently, there will not be a Switch version of it, but it will have Xbox One X and PS4 Pro support. I'll allow it. You don't even have an Xbox One X or a PlayStation 4 Pro. But I do have a PlayStation. That's, That's right. all that matters. Are you going to get that game? Resident Evil 2, I might. Yeah, the I remake. Might. Well, I, did, I just got Noah in the mail. Neo. Neo. God damn it. <laughs> Noah, Neo. Whatever. But I did get it. But first, it's Uncharted. Ooh. Cool. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Uh, trading is here yeah. in Pokemon Go two years later I when you don't have an account Damian anymore. Damien sent us the, the group text. Like, yo, add me. I almost sent the finger, but I, <laughs> I, I just stayed quiet. I was like, not, I won't reply. Mama so, told me if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. So you can actually gain friends as well. Yeah. So there's a friend system yeah. and trading. However, there's a caveat that they don't tell you until you log into the app. And I would, if I still had my account, I would be at least this level because I was, what, 28 or 9 when I lost everything? I'm about to be at 29 yeah. now. So one more level and i can do this level 30 you have to be you know what's funny is maybe another month for you chris fafalius our buddy from punchline and the punchline twitter account both sent screenshots of their trainer friend codes out dude but that's all even instagram i'll see you guys add me it's like damn a lot of people still playing this game it's like i want to post like just like a snapchat of just like my empty space like my app's not even here everything's deleted (laughs) don't add me don't at me (laughs) pissed start cursing people out i deleted pokemon go don't at me that's really funny uh beyond good and evil 2 may not be releasing until 2020 or later my suspicion is this is a ps5 xbox 2 whatever game i don't think this it might come to these current consoles i I thought they said it was coming it might but we don't know anything about this we've seen it at two e3 how does it make you feel about it We've seen it at two E3s. By the time it releases, it'll be four E3s. I think that's too many E3s. I think two is the max you show a game at. If you hit to that 33, it's just like, okay, yeah. I'm over it. Um, that's you, a bad you, sign. I was saying, are you butthurt that's 2020? I wouldn't buy it anyway. This is a game I'd watch other people play. Okay. okay. Yeah. This is a game I put... It, a game, it, it, the, the, I, it was beautiful trailer. And that's why I put it on my TV. Like I'd watch a Let's Play of this game on my TV okay. because of how pretty it looks. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily play this game, I don't think. Um, oh, it's starting to rain in, in uh, Russia. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with just kind of watching other people do their thing on this one. Xbox and Nintendo release a... This is really funny. They release a cross-play Minecraft trailer. They're totally taking a dig at Sony on it. For not allowing. So Because Sony doesn't allow the cross-play. There is even this such a big thing right now about Fortnite. Because now that Fortnite's on the Switch and it's cross-play with Xbox and PC, because PlayStation does not allow it, if you ever signed in to your PlayStation account on Fortnite. It doesn't even allow you to unlock it to play it on someone else. You basically oh, wow. wasted all your money and, and you can go fuck to, yourself. And, to play it on PlayStation. and you have to go get a new one on Xbox or Switch to play it with other people. So again, that's a big fuck Did you, you from well, Sony. No, I wouldn't say it's an F no, you, but you, I would at least what say... What if you spent $100 on your character? It's a big oh, fuck you. Oh. Sony's a play greedy if, son well, of a bitch. If you bought it for PlayStation and you spent all the money, keep playing it for PlayStation. That's easy for you to say, but what if your friends have it on Switch? What if your friends Make a new have it on Xbox? And again, and you would have wasted your money. There's a you, huge you, you fuck can, you out there. In most the people have multiple systems. No, they don't. That's all a the, every crazy single misnomer. Person I know. Okay, all hundred people you know. Remember, yeah. there's seven billion yeah. people in the world. So most people don't. So I would say more people have more systems than none. You are absolutely right. Maybe so, but that's what I think. Now, everywhere I go, everyone has everything. Okay. Everyone has everything. That's again the people you know in okay. Philadelphia. Okay. In Philadelphia, right. go join the gaming forums and the and shit like that. Go join the Facebook pages. You'll see how people right. just got Legend of Zelda yesterday because they couldn't afford it. It's oh, it's it's out tough. there. It's out right. Times are tough. So if you have this game that 
and even the big PlayStation people, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny, and all these people that I never thought would say a bad thing about PlayStation are all tweeting out to PlayStation, unlock my fucking account. And it's like a big screw you yeah. to the community because if you spent all this money and now you got to go make a new one, it, it, I mean, they're basically locking you to their console. I hey, mean, I mean, then, screw you. But then again, saying. it is Minecraft. Sure. So what? You know? But Minecraft is the same thing. I mean, if... Minecraft. It's a game I would never, I won't play. Not in so, a million you know, effing years. I know I won't. Not in a million effing years. So to me, I it's like, all right, sucks for you guys. Watch what you buy next time. Be so, more careful. So okay, but anyway, Nintendo and and Microsoft they came out with this funny trailer with like, uh, uh, it was like the Xbox logo and the Nintendo logo, and it was like, hey Xbox, you want to build something? And Xbox tweeted back at Nintendo, yeah, what do you want to build? And they said something along the lines of like incorporating our two logos together while like the Sony logos off to the side. So like they like fuse together. It was really funny just for them to be like, Hey, fuck you, Sony. And it's nice because Sony is the pompous, most pompous out of the three. And I love them. They're great. Of course they're they're killing it right now. They have the best exclusives. Um, but as like a egotistical, like you're, if you're going to play, you're going to play it on our platform. Like that's kind of a screw you. It's 2018, like kind of grow up if everybody else is doing it. I think it's we're at the point now where like Sony, they probably just don't need it or care to you know. And then if that's for this gen, if they go back down gen nine, if they go back down in gen nine of Xbox is up there, yeah. and I don't think the Switch is going to surpass it. But the Switch and the Xbox Two or whatever you want to call it has surpassed the PS Five. I don't think that's going to happen. But if they're in a position where they're third again, they'll regret that decision yeah. quickly. Or then that's when they say, let's partner. This is the same company that doesn't do backwards compatibility. No. This is the same company that doesn't let you change your PlayStation name. True. Yeah, you're, you're right. And the, so, the only backwards compatible was the, was the first PlayStation, PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 for PS1. And I, I don't even think PS2 is on there. I don't remember it, 100%. Well, yeah. Well, you could play anything from the... Because I have two original PS3s. I can play anything from PS1 to 3. You can play PS2 on those? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. This will make you happy. Won't have loading screens. Banging. Good. I, I, dude, it's <laughs> once you play, play, especially now me playing like the third one yeah. of, of Uncharted, like, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like, dude, you just get used to just this smooth flow. And I think yeah. a lot of games are going to follow suit. Uh, as we get into the, the higher powered consoles and the deeper we get into these generations, yes, absolutely. These big AAA games yeah. will find ways to not incorporate loading screens. There's this, um, do you ever hear of the YouTube channel for movies called Cinema Sins? Where they do everything wrong with, and then no, they do no, a movie, no, and they sin everything wrong with the movie. They have a gaming version of that. Um, the GCN network, Dartigan does it. I mean, a lot of people do it, but GCN does it real well. They did a 41 minute video earlier this week of everything wrong with God of War. Holy and shit. I watched it, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I it think, doesn't take any shine see, away from the game. It's, but. it's, I would actually like hate to have that job. Is nah, it's, it's comedy. They do it for comedy. okay for comedy. I, was like, I thought they were like really like, serious, like pick a game apart. Like, but that no, takes no, the they, fun they, out they of everything. It, they do it for comedy, okay. and it's it's right. a fun vibe on it. Okay. It's got a ding. as long as they're having fun. You make you know. It's got a sin counter in the top that okay. dings every time they do it. They take sins away for good shit. Yeah. It's it's a fun comedy thing. But uh, I watched. I was like, okay, I could totally see all your logic yeah. for for a lot of it. Um, but didn't take any of that shine away yeah. from that game. That game's still. The best thing I've played this yeah, year. Yeah, I still. I mean, since I've been playing on chart, I haven't put it back in yet because just because I want to get through. I just want to get through the games. I, I understand that totally. Uh, PlayStation does announce some PlayStation hits, which are some classic PS4 games for only twenty bucks a pop, which is nice. I mean, you can wait for them digitally on a PlayStation sale, but if you want to pick up, let's see, we got Bloodborne, Drive Club, Infamous Second Son, Killzone, Shadowfall, Little Big Planet Three, Doom, Battlefield Four, Uncharted Four, The Last of Us. 
Ratchet and Clank, Project Car, Street Fighter Five, Yakuza Zero, I think it is. Uh, then Yakuza something or other, I can't read it, it's a little blurry. And Metal Gear Solid Five, all of them in the package uh, retail 20, would be twenty bucks. That's a good deal. So yeah, getting Uncharted Four, The Last of Us no. for twenty bucks, man. You can't you can't beat that. That's good stuff by Sony. But everybody hates them because they're red instead of blue. No, I was I was literally about to say it's like, hey, I got they got the red shit F that. <laughs> Xbox secures an early access beta for Fallout seventy six. Uh, it will come to PS4 and PC, the uh, beta will, but Xbox is going to get yeah, the first. beta first. So good for that. They had them on stage at E3, so I think Makes that sense. it was already yeah. there. That, was, that groundwork was already laid. It looks like Joel will not be a playable character in The Last of Us Part Two. says Neil Druckmann, does only that, Ellie. Does that make you angry? Nah, I don't give a fuck. You don't care? Okay. That's okay. maybe because he was, if he was in the first one, you he played was, as He well. was the first yeah. one. Yeah. Him and Ellie had a, a be- I think it was a good story. That was great. I like Joel, um, but the way it ends too, I'm totally cool with letting Ellie shine. I don't care if it's male, female, main character, non-main yeah. character. I am more of a like if the game is good, I want to. And, and if the game looks good, you're still going to get this since you beat the first one. Uh no. Oh, you're gonna let I'm it go. Gonna, I'm gonna let it go for let now. I'm okay. gonna totally let it drop to you know forty bucks eventually and pick it up like a little bit later because while I like the first one, I have zero inclination to play it ever again. Yeah, that's why I know if I love a game or not. I play Mario all the time. I can. I want to play the Uncharted's again. I'll play through Donkey Kong again. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. If I don't have any inclination to play it, that's how I know I didn't love the game. Okay, so that I'm totally sense. cool with it. Uh, let's see. GameStop may be nearing its end. Danger, danger, danger. We knew this for yeah. years. We saw the writing on the walls for years. Even this though they just announced yet. that they're going to be switching to collectibles and comics, but that's a last ditch yeah. effort. Yeah, it is. Like they're, they're hanging by a thread. Yeah, they have Fan Gamer or whatever they're or Think Geek. I think is their partner now doing like the shirts and the like the collectible pieces. Yeah. And that's even overpriced and shitty. Like this it's, is it's, no with this day and age, man. With Amazon, you can't compete with their prices, especially the pre order. You're saving fifteen right off the bat. And GameStop gives you jack shit for your trades. Exactly. They make their money off of used games. You could buy a brand new game, trade in them. It's like here's seven bucks. <laughs> it's like what? That's <laughs> all. Yeah, you could. You could literally play it. One day, bring it back. Once you open it, bucks. once you yeah. open it, you're done. Yeah, uh, DMC Five. I didn't tell you this. Oh jeez, I didn't tell you. This. And I stayed away too. DMC Five. I said I wrote here, save the best for last for saying. <laughs> DMC Five is reportedly already over seventy five percent done and on track for an early two thousand nineteen. Hell yeah, that's. I, I thought it was going to be something horrible, <laughs> dude. That's the sooner because by the time nineteen comes, You'll I'll have done. all five Uncharted's. Hopefully the. Neo. Neo. I was, again, I You're gonna, you, you pause so yeah. you can help. You need One, help. and then hopefully by then maybe two comes out then. Because I still want to get that Dynasty Warriors game. So I, like, I was still like, damn, I'm becoming a gamer again. This is ridiculous. Sam said that. I didn't hear that. That's news like, to me. Was was like, Dynasty Warriors I, I've still been out of work. I finally go back on July 2nd. So I just to get go, to go back getting a steady paycheck, I can't wait so I can actually afford to buy games. We're going to switch it over to a couple of music stories. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Sam, for our first story about Vinnie Paul. Yeah, it was actually sad. It was like one of the first things we saw this morning. Um, he was the, obviously, if you know Pantera, he was their drummer, one of the founding members. And he was the drummer for Hell Yeah also. He was, I believe, found dead. I think he was like 56. There was still no news about it. But just a shame because you know, obviously with Pantera, you had Dimebag getting shot on stage and killed. And then forming like a super group with Hell Yeah. I was never a huge fan of Pantera, but Me I can appreciate their music. But Hell Yeah, I really do love. They're awesome. Uh, with Pantera, the only really connection that I have with them is in the Mighty Ducks 3 movie. Mm. Where um, the girl says, uh, I like Pantera. Yeah. And he goes, no way! And it, I love Pantera. And it, I That's just, the only 
like you see connection you, like the, even though they haven't played in obviously forever like you still see people wearing the shirts and, yeah you know because sure. you, you definitely could appreciate what they did and hell yeah it just sucks because you know the family and friends it's, it's probably tough panic at the disco came out with a new record yesterday called pray for the wicked uh, i gave it a listen through three times just to have a good review for it and the only song that stuck out to me was dancing's not a crime um i think panic at the disco is going in the wrong direction i understand why for the mainstream they're going in the right direction the 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 less guitar sounds, but the more yeah. pop and and uh, you know electronic it's not, it's sounds. It's not what you love that love uh, them as, and it's not. And and I don't. And that's what I'm not judging it on. I'm not judging it on their old shit. I'm judging it on their current record and the way it is. Yeah. I don't want to hold other records hostage. I don't want to hold this record hostage compared to other records. I never want to give an album a review based off of the artist's previous work. Whatever they yeah. did before is what they did before. They're coming on a clean slate. They're coming on yeah. a clean slate every time. This record did not speak to me. This record was not that good. I love Brandon Urie's voice. Yeah, I, I know. You, He's great. you said that many times over the years. I used to love his lyrics. I don't so much anymore. And I assume he's still writing the lyrics. Yeah, and he, I'm really disappointed by the first two singles. Um, and I, I think that the only song was Dancing is Not a Crime. And even that song was just like good. And you just want, you just wanted to pick one at least to have something. You know, I like, would say that this is probably their, their worst, worst Oof. record. Oof. I was never. I like that one song they play. I was never a huge. I love vices and virtues. I love pretty odd. I love. um, God damn, what's their first record? Uh, The purple one with or the burgundy one with I write sins not tragedies and all that shit. I can't remember. A fever you can't sweat out is what it's called. but that's, that sucks. And I like their last record. It's so. always a bad feeling of a band that you've liked for a year, at least for like record, and you just don't like it. Yeah, or it's just it's, not your cup of tea. I think it's like Too Wild to Live, Too Young to Die, or something like that. And then the last one, I can't remember either. That had like L.A. Devotee. I love that song. It was a good record. But this one is just, I think it's their weakest record. And hey, obviously, if you like it, you've already bought it. You yeah, don't yeah. need me to sway yeah, you either way with a Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Maybe something like Hidden in Plain View or Early November, yeah. David Rosales. People that we... That are not every single person on the planet's fucking heard of them. Yeah. Um, but Panic, you know if you're going to buy this or not. So hopefully you made the right choice. But May has come out with a new song. Our friends yes. of the podcast, May, they've been on our show. And it's they, they sound like they never left. Five they never light, stopped. Yeah. Five Light Years is out now. It's available if you want to go on their Instagram bio. It's right there. Whatismay.com. Um, you can get it on iTunes, Spotify. But just type in May, Five Light Years. It's a really good and song. And it looks like the record possibly is going to come out at the end of the year. That'd be this cool. Year, so. I would like that too. Um, new May Jams yeah, is always got, a good thing. They got my money. Go back and listen to our bonus episode interview with May. It was all three members of the band. We really thanked them for coming on this show, but it was awesome to have them on, and it's awesome to see some new May songs. Uh, Love is a Painted Picture was their last <clears throat> song they released like two years ago, so it's been a while for some new May Jams. Happy to have yeah. it. Really good song, probably 7, 8 out of 10. Really enjoyed it. Uh, our last story of the day is going to be Brian Michael Bendis's first Batman project as an exclusive DC writer will be a part of a monthly giant comic to be sold exclusively at Walmart. And I mean giant. Oh, wow. Walmart, huh? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it's that. We- it's yeah, weird. I don't know. It's weird. I, I have to hear what, what the story of Batman is going to do. What what can Michael come up Brian Michael Bendis. What can he do? What can he come up with? I'm interested because his mo- I love. I know people really didn't like his Moon Knight run. I loved it. So I'm interested to see. I don't read normal comic books. I won't be reading the <laughs> why, giant. Why ones. am I going to read a giant hundred page? I know I can't see as well as I used to, but I don't need a giant comic book. Sam, what's your pick of the week? My pick it came from when I, we were down the shore. Me and Nico up late nights throwing a few back, and uh, it was weird. You we don't only, say we only had like two uh, two channels. It was really weird, but 
Tombstone came on. I don't know if you ever saw that Western. It's probably that and 310 to Yuma, probably my favorite Westerns. Came out in 93, based on it, the, the, the gunfight, the OK Corral. I mean, the, the cast, like, I probably I haven't seen it in probably five, six years. So by then, I, I wasn't as, I guess, I didn't know as many actors as I do now. But listen who was in this freaking film. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Powers Booth, Sam Elliott, Stephen Lang, Bill Paxton, Michael Rooker, Billy Bob Thornton, and there was and the one chick from um, Ray Donovan. I was like, holy shit! I just like you couldn't even recognize Billy Bob was like fat in this. I was like, I can't even recognize it. But if if you haven't seen it, like if you like westerns and haven't seen Tombstone, go watch it. While I'm I'm actually I, I love westerns, so I'm not even gonna say anything. My pick of the week is obvious. It's Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. I have I DVR'd something on Thursday that I have a sneaky suspicion will be my pick of the week next week. If it's any good, give me a six out of ten on this show, and I'm yeah. down. So I'm, I'm well, excited to when, talk you had, about that. when you said you had Hulu, I got a million shows that'll be on the list, so yeah. I'm good. Yeah, this one's not on Hulu. This one's just it's a brand new show, just started on Thursday night. We haven't watched it yet. The plan is to watch episode one today. Um, so I'll let you know by next week. Yeah. You'll if it's not my pick of the week next week, you'll know my impressions. Yeah. Because I won't like it. <laughs> Mine's Mario Tennis Aces for all the reasons we already listed. Yeah. Um, I only got it for 48 bucks, so to me, that was worth it. A $50 purchase. If I can get some fun multiplayer, even though you're my only friend. Um, <laughs> if, if I can get some fun multiplayer out of it. Uh, you will. A five-hour single play and some online tournaments. This is the first game I actually want to play online. Yeah, and you said like every box is like I'm not an online gamer. Right. Well, this is incentivizing you because yeah. you get unlockable. Exactly, characters. and that's why you it's do the only it. goddamn you have to. So, and, and if it wasn't, you it. would probably barely play. Yeah, it's worth it. So I might go online every now and again, but this is totally cool. I think it's a really fun game. Yeah, sure, it could use a little bit more depth, but I haven't beaten it yet. So how the hell do I know? Yeah. Um, but for our Patreon shoutouts for the week. Uh, $5 and up gets you a shout out. Our $5 patrons, Mike Forward, AF Log, Dog, Bradley Epstein, Jay Sanford, 9482, Rob Harding, Sam Reimer, which is at uh, twitch.tv slash my knife, your life, M Y K N I F E U R L I F E, my knife, your life for Sam Reimer's Twitch. Go check him out. He plays a lot of Fortnite and stuff. Uh, Darren Monroe, our $10 patron who's going to be giving us a top three for his monthly top three next week will be Alan Santos and our $20 patron. Again, your stuff is on the way. Thomas Chisholm, thank you everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Nine patrons is more than we ever thought we'd have. You guys are the real MVPs. Seriously, thank you so much. That was episode 96 of We Podcast and We Know Things. We're going to go interview heavy things. That episode will be available Monday. We can't wait to bring it to you. We'll see you next week, however, for episode 97. GameStop, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. 
Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.